Hey everybody, before we get started, we have a quick announcement regarding the game club. I want to let my buddy Wakapel talk about it, so take it away, man. If you visit the Discord, you might know that we've been kicking around the idea of a achievement hunting 101 game club where we play a portion of a game each week and discuss it in depth. This week, the narrative heavy Soma is 60% off. That's $12 for an easy 10-hour completion with one of the most interesting stories in gaming. Every single achievement is tied to a story with a single missable that you more or less have to actively avoid to not get. With the risk of something reductive, Soma reminds me of a more puzzle-heavy Bioshock without the combat, or rather system shock. The plan is to play the game over 5 weeks, each with stopping after the second achievement earned for the week. I'll be moderating the discussion of the first segment of the game sometime around the 13th of April. Anyone who'd like to participate are welcome to join in on the fun. A word of warning, the game can be scary, but there is a safe mode that allows you to enjoy the game without being able to get hurt by enemies. This mode doesn't even disable achievements. Pick up Soma while it is cheap and get ready to trash your apartment, visit a sketchy doctor and go to the options to turn up the gamma and disable a special graphical filter because seriously it looks cool but makes me think something is wrong with my eyes. Until next week we will play until we unlock the achievement Chasing Catherine. Have a nice day everyone and I look forward to hear what you have to say regarding the first chapters of Soma next week. I can't be responsible for your goddamn ignorance! Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. We are the show for all of your achievement hunting needs. My name is Fufu Kullipoof and we have another mediocre show lined up for you. If you can count if you can count past the number of fingers and toes you have, you'll know that this is level 36. Joining me is Koosh, L, Rocker, and the only girl on the show, Elroy. I mean Matrark. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Pronounced it correctly. That's true. We've come a long way since those days. We can understand, Michelle, though. <laughs> Most of the time. All right. Well, these fluorescent bulbs are already giving me a sunburn, so let's go! Let's go, baby! Corey, best achievement or gaming story this week? Well, I'm glad you asked. This mm. past week was a milestone week for the year for me. It was my birthday. Yay! At some point. Yay! Happy, Happy birthday! birthday. Yeah, thanks. Um, so I took the day off, uh, spring break, uh, hung out with my daughter for a bit. Uh, so in the morning, I caught some Xbox time uh, before we went out for the day uh, and as well as that night. And I decided I was going to tackle a bunch of easy games and it just turned out to be my best gamer score day 
um, ever. So that was a nice little surprise. Yeah, thanks. Um, so I started out the day playing a brand new game uh, to me that apparently is delisted. You can't get it anymore. Uh, so thanks to Elroy, Mr. OMJ, I played a game called Clash. And if you've ever played a game like Blackout, Black and White Bushido or uh, Agents versus Villains, the cat one, uh, it's a game like that. You want to have four local controllers and uh, basically manipulate them to one spot and do different things. And yeah, it was a quick completion. Uh, I also hit up the station. Super quick walking sim when you follow a guide. I started Western Press, which is a very quick, I don't know, 800 or so points. Um, I still have a little bit of grind to do and just a couple miscellaneous achievements, which that game has a couple of zero pointers, which is what I'm uh, sitting on. I also played an XBLA arcade game, L. So I played a game that was not worth a thousand gamer score. Only two hundred. Did actually this one's worth four hundred. It was one of the mm-hmm. premium oh. ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but it only took me like twenty five minutes or so. It was Sonic the Fighters. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, only yeah. your only your top tier fighting games. <laughs> and then I rounded off that night playing a little ditty, pulling out all my L phrases tonight. Uh, called Minesweeper Genius, and I was I've been working on it for the past month, you know, here and there. Uh, really enjoyed the game. Finally finished up the advanced levels, and then I went back and did all the level specific achievements, and then I had to grind out some deaths. But other than that, clean that up, and that was uh, some nice TA. So nice. So yeah, I think my best day ended up at thirty seven hundred gamer score. Wow, way to Just go, forty two hundred TA. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. I have a question for you, Corey. I have an answer for you, L. Now, on your birthday, did you also mm-hmm. receive steak and a BCM completion? Uh, no. <laughs> I went to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> uh, uh, no wait, we're talking about your birthday, not mine, right? <laughs> no, no. It, it was, yeah, I went to Chuck E. Cheese, you know, and then, uh, I decided to skip out on my BCM completion, but thanks for asking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were too tired. Uh, I got I rerolled a headache. A semi easy <laughs> game into a semi hard game, and yeah. Whoa, <laughs> semi hard, semi, just eh? a semi. I see what you did there. Koosh, how about you? <laughs> wow. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I so I did not have a birthday, so was not the best day for my gamer score. So no um, steak and BCM? No steak and BCM. Although I did finish a BCM this month. Unfortunately, it was last month's random game. So somehow I got confused and completed um, <laughs> Valiant Heart, uh, Valiant Hearts, um, when really that was February's game, and I should have been doing something completely different for March. So, yeah, so I submitted that, and then I was I was looking back at my list for my new one, and I was like, oh, crap. So I sent, I sent Iron Fist of Snuff uh, PM. And I was like, hey, I'm an idiot. Uh, so don't think I was trying to sneak that by you. I'm just dumb. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I figured. <laughs> um, so for me, uh, my best achievement or gaming story is that we finally got to close the Uno channel on the Discord server. Woo! 
Wait, 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 wait. Uno! That is the last time you're saying that. Yeah, so uh, let's see. Who else? Who all got the completion? Matism got the completion. Uh, I got the completion. Toad. Uh, I think Smitty got in there. Smitty. And we had some Doughboy. We had some Doughboy. So across a couple of nights, I think we did like three nights in a row. Um, everybody got the completion there. Um, I guess some people had started previously. Uh, but thanks to those guys for um, sticking out and carrying me through because, man, am I bad at Uno. And hopefully it's just because it's at like 11 p.m. and not just that, you know, I can't count to whatever <laughs> and, and keep the Uno cards in my, in my brain because I messed up a lot. Yeah, I can't count the Uno. How can you actually be bad at Uno? It's completely and totally random and luck based. Well, I will show you sometime. <laughs> I think I yeah, the bots kept winning from what I heard. Big props to those guys because they they put up with my shenanigans. So, I was the wild card. Feeling in for sausage. <laughs> what about you, L? Well, right before we came on, actually, I was playing some Valiant Hearts for my uh, random to do list, and oh, I forgot how good that game is. A lot of fun. I was going to say a quick side question to that. Oh, is mm. uh, the 360 version uh, an arcade title? Like it's only 200 pointers. Ye- I'm sure it's four. Four, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had seen the game. We played it on Michelle's tag, and I've been going through it on mine whenever something comes up for RTDL or UHH. But, uh, Kush, if you remember the stages where you are in a car and you're trying to avoid the um, things that are attacking you. Oh, yeah. What's cool about those stages is if you have the sound on, uh, the bullets and stuff go according to the music like they they'll play a famous classical music song and then like and then yeah so you need to play these games with sound on anyway spaz pole spaz mode valiant hearts for the 360s 400 yeah it was 400 i just looked as well and the ones 1000 the exciting thing i did this week with the help of Michelob Dry has finished the Simpsons game on the Xbox 360. Finally, I got the infamous press start achievement in May of 2010. So nine years later, there it is. So that's a game that would come up also on Random To Do List and UHH, and I would do a stage here, a stage there. There's a lot of collectibles in the game. Each stage has collectibles. Fun, right? I'm sorry. It's fun. Fun game. Well, I happen to love it. It's a big parody of every game. There's cliches um, on purpose. Then you actually have to collect the cliches. And there's time challenges, which is the last thing I had to do. And you could do it two players. So Michelle helped me out with that because the AI is not so great. And the one downfall of the game is the gameplay, which... I actually think they do poorly on purpose sometimes. The camera's bad. They're just trying to mirror every game. But I recommend The Simpsons game, which apparently is hard to find and worth a lot of money because people are asking me for it now that I've completed it. Really? And no, I, and no, I will not send it to you, Chip. So don't ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite piece about it is that there's 53,007 tracked gamers for the press start achievement, but somehow there's five more tracked gamers for the game 
Go it's figure. TA is going to TA sometimes. I'm sure Chin has an explanation for it that he will give us. I also like that there's two solutions for that achievement. <laughs> <laughs> Press A. It's Press start. Oh, well, yes, I think... I think. I guess some people needed. I think technically you can press start on the second controller. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I, okay. yeah somebody uh, mentioned that. It's yeah, still it's... just press start. But if you like funny, just laugh. The cutscenes are hilarious. It's sort of or sneaky you could just in watch that way. Because, like, if you look at reviews for it or what people might put as a, you know, out of five stars... It doesn't review super duper well because they're, the camera's not great and the controls can be finicky at times, but the game is really funny. <laughs> like it just, it totally lampoons all this stuff we understand about gaming and is very self-aware and it's worth playing even though it can be frustrating at times without question. <laughs> yeah, there's there's posters of famous games and they just change the name of it. So there's a level called Medal of Homer instead of Medal of Honor. There's a lot of that kind of <laughs> stuff great. in the game. Right, and there's and a lot. The of... level will be based on on Medal of Honor. And there's a lot of stuff too that's Simpsons references, obviously. Um, and I'm not as familiar with the Simpsons, so I'm sure there's even a like I've watched a, enough to know the characters, but I'm sure there are other references in there that the Simpsons fan will also take from it that the video game fan may not. That's it's really well written and really well constructed. It just as a game, you have to have some patience. That's all. But it is well worth playing. Mm-hmm. Well, Michelle, it's your turn. Um, so I had a hard time with this question, really, um, because I worked pretty hard at RTDL last month, and most of my wins came from just jumping from game to game, and and generally from getting twenty one out of twenty five achievements last month because i nice pretty hot and cold with rtdl i've had a couple months where i've broken 20 but usually i get one and not because you need the one right we've established that you do not need one to stay in rtdl you'll just keep getting a list but uh i just kept trying to at least stay in that way so i had a really good month but for a specific achievement i actually uh went back to my old mainstay gems of war and there's an achievement in there called IDDQDNL. I think you told me what this reference is, but I don't remember what. Doesn't Goosh, it? Goosh, do you know? I don't do quick death. I... <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. I remember it's, you saying it, but I don't it's remember. The, it. It's from the old classic Doom on the PC, and you would put that code in for God mode. So in right. Gems of War, this... This achievement is for conquering six Doom um, events in a week. So every week there's ah, a different type of, a, of event. Oh, you know, I didn't put that together till just now. Okay, it does make sense. But um, <laughs> <laughs> there are different types of guild-related events every week. So one week is Guild Wars, one week is Raid Portals or Invasion events. So one of the weeks is these Doom Towers, and you have to play through four rooms, and then the fifth room is a, a Doom room and and you have to get through six in a week so when this particular title update launched i played it that week i got to maybe three or four and then i i stopped playing gems of four i had to get to level 500 for uhh one week did that in one week going from like 400 to 500 and never played the game again oh god so um Anyway, fast forward to maybe three or four weeks ago, I'm over at El's place and his son has gotten very into Gems of War. And 
he only asks, oh, can I join your guild? Hey, listen, the guild is mostly dead if you're going to play and earn us some keys and stuff like that. I'm sure no one's going to mind. So he's in the guild. And then I get an email. Hey, there's a Doom event. Can you help? Well, it's hard to say no to an eight-year-old if they're asking you for help politely. <laughs> so I jumped in and I, I got this achievement done. The other good news about this, though, is I realized that my addiction to gems is broken because I got the achievement and promptly stopped playing again. So I'm sure once I get another reminder email, I'll jump right back on board. Uh, but for now, it was nice to get one more thing out of the way. I think another update is coming for gems, so it's possible more achievements are on the way. Uh, but it was nice to get back in, get that achievement that I knew I, I could get. I had just sort of abandoned some months ago. But so your win of the week is that you conquered your Stockholm syndrome with gems. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, you know, it, it doesn't have a hold on me anymore. It's nice. <laughs> I broke the addiction. But didn't uninstall. Oh, I don't uninstall anything. Though. No. I'm, I'm one of those. I'm eventually going to have seven four terabyte hard drives attached via various usb hubs to my xbox one x <laughs> one of these days she's gonna go back to north <laughs> <laughs> no you know what invariably happens so i finally go huh, crackdown 2 i completed this game six years ago i don't need this anymore and then along comes an rtdl achievement and someone going i need help okay i'll help you uh i have to re-download it really so it's better to just keep everything in there <laughs> Uh, no, I, as soon as that's completed, download, hide from the list. I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> that's probably a better strategy. Okay, well, let's get this show on the road. Let's start it off with a community question from old Philip Wendell. Philly asks, achievement hunting can drive you to play games you, other, you otherwise wouldn't have. It can also prevent you from playing games you otherwise would. What are examples of, of these for each of you? Any games you particularly liked unexpectedly or, and any notable regrets that you like to play? Let's kick it to you, El. Me? Yeah, you. Oh, well, of course, uh, North is the game that uh, I wound up loving. and Of course. He told me it was amazing. And I'm like, oh, my God, North. Yeah, North. Of course. It is in 4K. I mean. Oh, my God. I played it a hundred times. Not one part faults. of that game ever went south. Uh, <laughs> terrible, terrible. I'm I'm really stretching with the south jokes now. Uh, it's hard to pinpoint specific examples. I was actually talking about this with you guys off air regarding the game that uh, Fragments of Him, which showed up on my random to-do list. So what I've been doing is just throwing all my easy games on my game collection and playing whatever shows up. And that one showed up, and I went through it in one day. It's a walking sim, and the gameplay is such where you walk around, kind of, and you just highlight uh, when the screen turns yellow, you click A on it, and that's really what the game is. But it has a powerful story of love and loss, and that's really the type of game that I never would have played if there weren't achievements or you know, regrettably, even games known as easy completions. And of course, there are regrets. I will try to think of one. Oh, yeah, North. Jesus. Or anything I play with Kenny. <laughs> like Titanfall. Jeez. Just kidding. What? That was rude. Well, Titanfall is a good example, actually, because that's a game I would have played, but it, not for 500 hours. 
that that's so sad. You see, you regret playing it with me, and I only had good things to say about the boost. <laughs> oh no! I was, see how I meant uh, I meant Kush uh, Kush. I meant Kush. Well, yeah, because he would send me oh, well, screenshots of the Gilmore Girls episode he was currently watching <laughs> and distract me during the boost. Recite all my favorite quotes. <laughs> how did that even start? <laughs> I don't even remember how most things start. L's just it just came out of L's mouth. <laughs> it doesn't process through the brain first. No. There's no impulse right of... control in there. Just... I don't know. I was thinking to myself, what kind of show does an old person watch with his wife? And then that was the first thing that popped into my mind. Is that a murder she wrote? <laughs> oh my goodness, Quincy! Is that on Netflix? <laughs> What's that old person channel? Uh, TV Land. That old person channel. This is Angela Welcome Lansbury. Back, Cotter. <laughs> Welcome back. All right. Thanks for the question, Philip. Um, I will think of more things while Corey starts talking. Yeah. He's going to copy us. <laughs> mm, I can copy you because I go first. That makes a lot of sense. Well, uh, of course, of console. Oh, okay, I get it. Of course, console exclusives come to mind. Uh, there's plenty of stuff I don't play because I don't have the console. Uh, PlayStation in particular, because I do have a Switch now. Um, and yeah, and there's some great games for PlayStation that I want to play. Spider-Man, for example. Uh, but there's not enough to warrant another purchase. At least, it's hard to, to get out of the mindset that you are in now. Maybe if I was a bro gamer... I would have all the, uh, the the major consoles and play bro. with the bro games, bro. Uh, but <laughs> that's, that's not where the journey of life has taken me. So uh, I think uh, that that would be a main reason why. Um, so you won't play them because there's no achievements, or because if you're playing that, you're not playing something that as you can an be achievement hunter right in. now. It's not very lucrative of me to go and spend three hundred dollars to play one or two games right now boy that's a very interesting thing you just said is it did i use no i'm actually word? no no i'm i'm, I'm with uh, you i would probably yeah. have a ps4 and a small handful of games for it and many less xbox games if there were no achievements absolutely I yeah. agree. But, I mean, achievements didn't drive me this way uh, to begin with because I started on PlayStation. Uh, but when it became the Xbox PlayStation 2 split, I decided to go with the Xbox. And uh, it's kind of where I've stayed. So, mm. you know, achievements just have helped keep me here, I, I would think. So, uh, definitely, that is a good example of some games that I would like to play. You know, okay. achievements not kept me over here, but uh, regrets. Te- definitely a ton of regrets out there. Uh, <laughs> Hannah Montana, Bolt. Remember all the 360 games? All the 2K sports oh, games? I mean, that would give me back, you know, a couple hours of my life. But uh, I definitely wouldn't have played them otherwise. Xbox One generation. Uh, yeah, of course, you got your Nords and your... Uh, I can't even think of how, how bad some of these are. I got a bad one coming up here soon. Definitely wouldn't play, but I'll uh, I'll oh, leave yeah. that to your imagination for now. Oh, yeah? That's... I want to be surprised, so don't tell me. That's actually interesting <laughs> you say that about being starting on PlayStation and transitioning over to Xbox. Because I feel like a lot of people, myself included, kind of started that way. Where, you know, you're real big into PlayStation 2 and then Xbox 360 came around. That 
took the world by storm and then mm-hmm. we're just stuck in the Xbox ecosystem for one reason or the other. Not most so of the I, other. Am I the only person that has every console? Um, uh, I think probably. Kenny has I got no, all three. Has all three. He, he just doesn't three. play any okay. of them. So. His PlayStation is a Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> machine, if you remember. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh's on the PlayStation? I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> it's morphin' time. <laughs> I, I, I will elaborate. I do have a Switch, so I do have a console that uh, is strictly for exclusives uh, because if there's a multiplayer, of course, I'm going to get it on the place where I can get achievements. Uh, but there are games that I would like to play on the Switch that I just haven't I haven't want to spend the time playing like uh, like Zelda, for example, or uh, Mario. I have Mario Odyssey, but I haven't finished it yet because every time i'm home and i'm ready to game i want to get achievements so uh it's been really nice when i'm not at home but i it doesn't get as much play time as uh as it probably deserves the switch is best for party games mario party mario kart that kind of stuff well when you're an introvert it's best when you're on the go (laughs) (laughs) okay so Corey, i have friends do you you like metroidvanias now or are you just in it for the year um, I like Metroidvanias. So I would recommend to you Blaster Master. Oh. Whoa, 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 what? Whoa. Blaster Master on the Switch. Okay. They actually have two uh, Blaster Master games. Uh, I think they're like $10 each. Um, they are from Classic uh, NES. Yes, 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 NES. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's a, a reimagining of the NES game. Uh, and there's two of them on the Switch. One of them just came out, and uh, they're great. They're kind of Metroidvania. Uh, you might want to check it out. Was Blaster Master on the PlayStation? Yeah, there was a remake of some kind there. Was there? Mm-hmm. I, I I never played it, but I remember having a demo disc, and it was on there. Like it's an inc- a Mr. Incredible-looking guy, real big, blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a pretty famous NES Sunsoft game with great music mm-hmm. and right, you would you would drive in a car and then you would get out of the car and go under these these little dungeons and there were these big bosses that were just a really cool thing back then they took up the whole screen like a giant frog or it's always thing. like an amphibian or something yeah hey you know what a uh, metroidvania games course you probably play instead what's that metroid and Castlevania games. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, yeah, Castlevania you should, you eventually. You should play achievement. Super Metroid. Um, the Messenger is also supposed to be a good one. I actually want to play that one, um, but a... I'm hoping it slides into Xbox ecosystem. It's got to. Yeah, I think it's going to. Yeah. It, it's expanding a little bit at a time, it seems. Uh, Oh, it was Blasto that I was thinking of. No, Blasto. I played that game. <laughs> I do remember Blasto. And no, I, yeah, now I, I get the Incredibles. I yes. get the Incredibles comment now. Yep. I knew you guys would get that as soon as oh, I found Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Blasto. He's like Johnny Bravo if he was a superhero. Yes. Yes, yes Johnny Bravo. That's perfect. <laughs> that's funny. What about you, Michelle? So there's a lot of parts to this question. So I didn't write down my answers because I wanted to kind of think them through. Uh, So looking at it one piece at a time. First thing we're asked here is what games achievement hunting drove us to play that we otherwise wouldn't have. And at first, and I think you'll see this with most of our answers, the answers are pretty recent memory. 
But I was like, you know, I'm not really playing any of these games because the achievements. I play these games now because I'm an Xbox. And I am a console exclusive person. I don't have a Switch or a PlayStation. So my choices are limited to things that have achievements. Really, the game that achievement hunting got me to play was Gears of War, which, you know, at this That's point, an odd one. that was many years ago. Um, but I bought my Xbox 360 primarily for Rock Band. And sometime after that, you know, I jumped onto some forums. I met some other folks who play Rock Band. And I was kind of looking to expand what I played because the Xbox is not really a haven for JRPGs, although it did have the great Lost Odyssey in those early times. So I was trying to figure out, like, what else can I play on this console? Because I know I'm not making the most of it if I just play Rock Band. And a friend of mine uh, said to me, well, if you want to play a shooter, you have two options, really. If you are more of a run and gun type, go buy Halo. And if you're more of a sit and shoot type, go buy, go buy Gears. And I was like, all right, I'm not twitchy, so I'm going to go get Gears. And I absolutely fell in love with it. So if not for the achievement hunting and buying a 360 and, and that all being part of how the Xbox works, I never would have tried Gears. And that that's my favorite franchise. And I, I've said this elsewhere, but it's not just that I've played the games. I've read the books. I've read the comic books. Like I'm super into the whole canon of the world. So I would not have discovered that if not for achievements and the Xbox. On the flip- you would likely not know L or any of I us. definitely would not know any of you. <laughs> I definitely would not know L, even though we live 10 miles apart. Like we would never have crossed paths. That's just how things go. The beauty of gaming. Yeah, that's the beauty of Xbox. It's also the beauty of true achievements. Absolutely. And yeah, because we wouldn't sessions. have met on Xbox. We met because of true achievements. So yeah, that's that's how these things go. Um, on the flip side, about games that it prevents you from playing that you otherwise would, I was right where you were with this one, Corey. It's mostly console exclusives. A game like The Last Story, which came out on the Wii, I think, was the other Mistwalker Studios game outside of Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey, and I loved Lost Odyssey, and I never played Last Story because I just never had the console. There's no achievements. I'm. My, it's not just the achievements. It's my gamer tag. Like my whole history is built into this thing. So I just never played it. So that's. I, I'm going to agree 100% that console exclusives are really what I missed because at this point, there was a point two or three years ago or longer where I was really hesitant to put stuff on my tag where I wasn't going to accomplish too much. My tag's a wreck anyway. If I put something on there that I get one achievement in, it's not going to hurt me that much at this point. Um, the rest of the yeah, question... Th- oh, go ahead. Yeah, I think what he's probably asking is if uh, is there a game that's too hard that you won't put on your uh, tag because it's too hard or because it's too grindy? That's I assume I, that's what he's getting at. I think that that is what he's getting at, but I don't have an answer for that question in that reading like game that has unobtainables you know yeah i've started games with unobtainables i'm not that i'm i'm sure he's picky that's what he's getting at i I think so too uh but given that i don't really have an obvious answer uh for that one i'll take that other approach and then there's this other part of the question if there are any games you particularly liked unexpectedly and any notable regrets that you'd like to play Games I particularly liked unexpectedly would be Halo. <laughs> I was very, very anti-Halo when I, in my pre-Xbox, you know, PlayStation owner life, I only played JRPGs, was not into that shooter stuff, and I love me some Halo now. Uh, and One of us. One of us. I know. It happened very quickly, too. Like, I got Halo 3, and I had it complete within, like, a month and a half, and 
uh, you know, went over to L's place and played Halo 1 on the original Xbox just for the full experience. So, you know, got deep into that franchise too. Uh, Notable regrets that I'd like to play. I think that's more the question, L, that you were saying insofar as what he means here, because something you avoided because there's a grindy achievement. The only thing I can think of offhand is something I've already started, and that's DJ Hero 2. (laughs) I really liked DJ Hero 1, but I did not continue with DJ Hero 2 largely because there's a large number of weirdly numbered achievements, and I'm not good enough at the game to even them up. And and that, <laughs> but that that is a way in which achievements have affected my gameplay, right? Because if they were all regularly numbered, I probably would go for it. But I I don't want my score permanently ending in an eight. And you all are welcome to judge because it's something well worth judging. But uh, it's just I don't blame you. I I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that I'm not capable of evening up my score. And I I regret that I didn't give it more time because the the games are pretty fun and they're definitely unique. There's not a whole lot else like them. So I think that covers everything I was going to say. So Kenny, since you've waited patiently from when L passed the floor to you and I took it right back, what are your thoughts on this question? Well, before you do that, yes. Michelle, what's your <laughs> what's your gamer score right now? Uh, four hundred seventy thousand ish. Okay, just wasn't sure if like you know the exact same you know the exact number. Like I didn't know what my number was, and I look at it and it ends in a two. I'm okay with that. Oh, no, I know. I, I know okay. when my score doesn't <laughs> you just, end. You can't sleep well at night if you know that your gamer score doesn't end in a zero or five. It just doesn't feel right. I, it's I like can, the princess and the pea, right? I, I can deal with it as long as I know I have the even up achievement able to go. So something like Infinite Undiscovery, which I didn't get too far into. I know there's that one gamer score achievement that's very hard. And there's like, I think, 49 G1 for finishing the game. I'm like, well, this is no. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but something like Overcooked, I had no problem starting because I knew eventually, even though it took us a long time to finish the game, eventually we were definitely going to get there. It wasn't a matter of it being out of our skill or whatever. We just had to finish. So I'm very aware, though, if my score ends in something that's not a zero or a five. Okay. Which you're at 470,330. Mm-hmm. Three. <laughs> 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 There's uh, L booting up Save the Ninja Clan and getting one of those three pointers <laughs> or <laughs> coffee crisis. <laughs> if he wants to make it so we never talk again, that's, that's how to make it happen. <laughs> promise? I promise. Weird. I would have thought that went the other way around. I'll be looking for a new game share partner. Yeah. Think about wait that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kenny. All right. All right. What about you? Well, I'll take your. Corey's approach to this question as well. Um, games that it's kind of keeping me away from. Definitely a lot of like the PlayStation and well, just the PlayStation games. Um, Spider-Man's a big one that comes that immediately comes to mind. But as, and also something that's not console exclusive, so I'm not completely copying what you guys say. I would be playing a lot more of the big triple a games that have coming out that have come out um if it wasn't for you know spending however many hours playing titanfall or playing bad games or whatever trying to get achievements i would have been playing a lot more overwatch i would probably be playing anthem right now so there's a lot of those you know like i said the big triple a games that i have a lot of interest in but they're also the, the games 
that take a lot of time and, you know, you just sit down and play and have fun. Sensor. But there are a lot of games that, you know, and especially since I have a lot of friends who are, well, all my friends that game are on Xbox. I don't have many uh, friends that are solely on PlayStation. So when I scroll through and I look at my friends list, you can tell who's the achievement hunters and who are the casuals because PUBG, Anthem, Fortnite, Toro. It's, you know, <laughs> casuals don't play that Toro. game. <laughs> but as far as games that I never would have played, but because of achievements, I played it. Um, the Park is one. I actually really enjoyed that game, uh, surprisingly. Um, I'm pretty sure that you are not allowed in parks anymore, Kenny. Just uh, all the people of Baltimore got that letter in the mail. Skipping right over that. <laughs> the game I regretted starting, which well, it should be interesting considering three of you were into this boost, was Plants for Zombies Garden Warfare. Okay, now why <laughs> do you regret that? I just, for two reasons really. One, I did not like it. I started playing it and it was just I don't I just I just didn't like it. I like the Plants vs Zombies Tower Defense, but the Garden of Warfare I just didn't like. And also the servers on it were horrendous. We were constantly dropping uh, I think it was super bad lag, lots of randoms. It was so it was a really bad boost. And I don't recall any of that. You know some though, randoms. I, I, I will say, I, actually, I don't entirely disagree because for a lot of the first time when or the earlier points where we're playing Plants vs. Zombies, I complained all throughout the time before the boost and then put like my game face on for the boost to not be miserable. But I wasn't enjoying it either. Oh, the I hated it. The closer just, I got to finishing it, the more I made my peace with it. But I, I agree. I didn't love playing that game either. And I wasn't particularly happy to have started that boost. I think it's good for what it is. But I actually agree with you. That wasn't one that I'd put up in my like top, like, let's go jump back in. This is why I haven't done the second one. See, I I think I was in for, I want to say like three sessions. I got a couple of achievements and I just said the heck with it. I didn't like, like I said, I didn't like it. So I just gave up on it and I have no desire to go back. That's funny. I actually enjoyed that boost and I enjoyed Titanfall, but I don't enjoy Titanfall boosting. <laughs> yeah, I hear that one. Um, you did mention something that made me think of a different point. Um, have Had I not gotten into achievements, uh, not only would that, it kind of, you know, hinders me from getting a, a third console for a few games uh, for those exclusives and whatnot, but achievements have changed my taste in games mm -hmm. i never would have played <laughs> oh boy. that's very true indie indie games uh before you know on the original xbox and stuff it, it was you know it was halo it was it was counter-strike and it was all those very uh, good point. bro games uh i would <laughs> not be playing uh what do you call it dear esther uh, <laughs> on my own volition so but are you playing dear esther because of its qualities as a game or strictly for its achievements strictly for achievements right so it's not really like necessarily turned you on to a new genre it's just that one to did not no but there are games that even are some would say are bad that 
I enjoy. I enjoyed Awesome P for the most part. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm sure 90% of people you talk to would not enjoy that, at least in 2019. I completed that game yesterday, Corey. I don't know if you saw that or not. Way to go. I did not. Congratulations. About time. <laughs> and as we talked about, uh, the third and fourth level were still the hardest out of 29 or 30 mm-hmm. levels. You sure Disagree. Were. But okay. I, well, I agree. I, I didn't like the same levels that you didn't like, the ones where you're falling down in the cave and the, the stuff is shooting up at you and you have to... But there were four or five stages like that, but those were the worst ones. But the choo-choo was definitely the hardest. Choo-choo! Carpe <laughs> Adam said the same thing. It's funny how achievements have completely changed the way you play games. And, you know, you play indie a lot of indies now just for sheer gamer score. And I'm the complete obvi- opposite, obviously, as, my, as you can look at my gamer score. I still play, quote-unquote, good games and bigger games. Like, I'm looking through my, through my games list. And I can't really say there's a whole lot of games here that are indie games that I truly enjoyed. The park was was the first one that came to mind. It's one of the few. The only other one I've seen so far is like Hero Defense. I like Tower Defense, and I really enjoy that game. That's a little indie game. And I never would have played that had it not been for achievements in this podcast. I mean, I feel like with regard to smaller games i won't say indie because a couple of the games i'm going to mention are not necessarily indie studios traditionally but the games that i like on xbox that are those smaller games that aren't the AAA ones are ones i would like anyway i'd play shantae anyway i played it on the game Agreed. boy i would play an ori anyway so for me it, like i said it goes further back i really discovered shooters because of achievements and because of xbox but the, I would say that for the most part, like I do play more of these of the indie games and it's not a knock on indie games because there are some really brilliant, brilliant indie games out there. But most of the ones I play, I, I really am playing just for the achievements. And maybe that's the sort of saddest commentary on the whole thing is it's it's more about the metagame of the achievements than the game itself. I, I do find myself frequently going, I just need to get this walkthrough and get this done so I can move on to something else, which is the same kind of project. Yeah, but I think it helps at least for me, uh, getting all the achievements, getting the completion, that brings a, you know, that brings a level of, uh, happiness and sure. whatever to you. And, oh, yeah. and I, I think that it helps at least me, uh, appreciate games a little bit more than I would have. Sure. But then oh, there's if- the flip side of it. I just started pipe push paradise, uh, yesterday. And because my understanding is it was like that pipe builder game that was on Microsoft platforms on computers years ago or like the hacking mini game in bioshock if you're not familiar with that but it's not like you're literally pushing pipes and this is exactly the kind of game where if there weren't achievements i probably wouldn't play it any further because it wasn't what i was expecting it's not that it's bad it's just not what i was expecting and and i don't really feel like playing that but now that i've got it on my tag and it's on my rtdl i feel obligated to it even though it's only an hour or two to to get through it so there's there's sort of that, yes, I experienced something I might not have because I probably wouldn't have purchased it otherwise. But now I feel like it's it's sort of a burden that I have to get through. Yeah, I mean, and there are indie games that, like you said, that I would have played even if I wasn't going for achievements. Like Inside, for instance, I love that game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I bought it. It was cheap. It was for achievements. I knew it was a quick-ish completion. 
So I'm like, yeah, sure, let's play it. Another one like um sixty one eighty the moon. Only uh, played that for for achievements. Actually, started. Re- I really like that game. That was a really good puzzle game, mm-hmm. especially the back half. Well, we actually talked about that in Discord today. Uh, after Philip Wendell asked a question, I missed that at a Discord at a Discord.io slash ah one hundred one. Uh, and skeptical Mario is always saying, you know, you can play for achievements. That's fine, but but play good games and get the achievements in those games and right. there's something to be said for that he's not wrong but what? some people just right there's, like getting a lot of score well there's right. that addictive quality to it right like you get those achievements and you're a thousand a thousand points richer at the end plus some of us are you know there's stuff like trying to get a hundred thousand gamer score in a year so that is going to alter how you play because the 40 hours i put into red dead redemption is 35 ACA completions. I can get those done a whole lot quicker if that's what my goal is on the year. Right. Right. I mean, for me, it, it my for me spending 150 hours or so in completing Skyrim for a second time to get up, you know, 1500 gamer score is way worth my time than spend instead of spending 150 hours in getting I don't know, 30,000 gamer score by playing a whole bunch of easy mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, it's just not worth it. I don't enjoy bad games. <laughs> so, and all I do is just beat my head against the wall and tear my hair out. It's, it's no, I don't want to do that. I'd rather play something I enjoy and something I love, even if it's not, you know, lucrative gamer score. But I will say, I feel like every year since 2012 ish, the first time I did a bean dive, Every year I go, this is the year I'm going to settle down and play more of these AAA games that I've really wanted to play. And every <laughs> year I fail. Every year. Yeah. There's something to be said, though. Like uh, Mario, I think he said he just finished uh, Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's a middle ground, right? There's something to be said. Those completions feel better than completing North or whatever the case may be. So it just has to be whatever you want to do. If you like seeing the number go up, do that. If you like to play the game and get achievements, play a good game, that's good too. Right. I, I hope in this conversation that the none of this is meant to be judgmental as to how anyone plays. The I would never be judgmental towards anyone. Okay, so yeah, we're just going to mute L for this fuck. section. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the, with achievements, with games, it, it should be what you enjoy. And if what you enjoy is playing North for an hour to get that thousand gamer score, if that's what's motivating you, that's awesome. That That is all it needs to be. So sure. that's, that's the awesome part about achievements is you can use that as a reason to jump on and play. And I feel like other gaming companies have tried to mimic this google has a sort of point system and steam has achievements and playstation obviously has trophies but none of them have quite mastered that as a key force behind gaming the way that microsoft has with your gamer tag and with your gamer score so whatever motivates you to play good games bad games it's all awesome so that's the bottom line on Um, on all that part going back to regrets though uh, not just console exclusives but Achievements have kept me away from AAA games also because instead of playing something like Bioshock or, or Batman Arkham Asylum that, God forbid, is 15, 20 hours, it's so just sometimes good. easier to play 
a, a smaller game, a, a mm-hmm. shorter game, a casual game. So that's a regret. Maybe 2020 we could start the AAA project, Michelle. <laughs> Maybe 2020. Hmm. I like that idea. All right. Well, I just thought, I thought it was interesting the way um, some of you guys took it with um, console exclusives. I didn't even didn't even think about that, and <clears throat> I also didn't think about what L was saying. Like, um, you know, achievements or difficulty would deter you from playing the game. I didn't get that from the from the question at all. Uh, maybe I'm just too simple. <laughs> but um, and I actually uh, I put my answers in code because I was going to go last. I was afraid you guys were going to steal it. I was wondering what that did. meant. I know. I was then you trying did. to cheat off your paper, and <laughs> um, you made it very difficult. The end definitely ignored me. So, um, so yeah. So, examples of each. So, games that I wouldn't have played. Uh, Touchdown New Score. I never would have played that longer than um, like five seconds. Right? <laughs> like, download it. Get it on the phone. Number one. Buy a Windows phone. I bought a Windows phone mm-hmm. so that I could so I could get a little bit of uh, gamer score trickling in here and there. And so, yeah, so got that game, played it. It's horrible. Number one, it's a sports game, so that's already one strike. Number two, right. it's on a Windows phone. Strike two, three, and four. Um, <laughs> so like, so for me, you know, it was strictly achievements. That was the only reason to get that phone and to get that game. Now for games that I'm glad that uh achievements got me to play turtle quest (laughs) that's all i need to say insert sound clip here (laughs) as it turns out i like turtles i like turtles yeah so that game that game was a a horrible gem right it just (laughs) like it was one of those games where you, you can't believe that this actually was made um it was actually intended to be played uh, and somehow it's it snuck by the the board and it got onto uh, people's computers. Um, and so so that was great. So That's I never I probably never would have experienced that. I probably never would have downloaded it and tried it just you know from just from the screens that were there. But what a great experience! And um, and man, just being able to share that experience with the people that were able to get it, and download it, and suffer through it uh, is is you know that's reward enough. Uh, and then. Um, regrets, things that I'm not able to do because I'm too busy, uh, you know, feeding that achievement itch, uh, is the AAA. Um, I'm not playing the AAAs that I normally would have been playing, like the GTAs. I'd, I'd be spending a lot more time uh, going through and completing those. And then, yeah, AAAs on other systems. So Spider-Man on the PS4, God of War on the PS4. Um, this, that, and the other, you know, indie game, uh, that isn't coming to the Xbox or isn't coming to the Xbox anytime soon. Those are the sorts of things that I would have been playing. I've always loved, uh, indie games, uh, and, and different gameplay. So, but I've kind of always loved AAA and those little indie experiences. Not once again, not the sports games, but that's what I would have been playing and probably would still be playing. And then foof, great point. I'd probably also still be addicted to WoW. And and playing that or I or, didn't you know thought of that one yeah oh, yeah or something else that um something else that would steal me away from you know World of Warcraft for a month or two and then I go back to it so that's what achievement hunting uh, for me uh, is taking me away from or what I would have been doing without it yeah see I've I've never actually played WoW because I know that's one of those games that if I start it I'm going to be stuck in it 
So when I was watching the TA stream of Black Desert, I was getting the itch. Like, <laughs> like I, I was, I was actually starting to like get flashbacks of playing WoW and like going out and like just grinding and getting those those early levels done. And then I was like, okay, I need to walk away. Like, <laughs> I, can, I cannot watch the stream any longer because I'm probably going to get it. Uh, and so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Uh, uh, shoot, I just the Elder Scrolls, the Elder Scrolls MMO. I would love to play that more, but if I play that, that's gonna be three, four hundred hours. If that's all I'm playing, I'm not earning hardly any achievements for that. Another thought uh, with regard to this question that's not directly aligned with it, but is drawn from the same background. Achievements have motivated me to turn on my Xbox or some Windows-based platform every day for however long my streak has gone on. And there's a blessing and a curse to that, as those of us who are engaged in chasing a, a streak know. Where, on one hand, you're getting use out of your console, right? Like, I bought an Xbox One X when it was new. It was pricey, but I definitely... It's pennies to the hour from what I paid for it. I have no problem with the expenditure. But... There are also days where I get home late and I'm tired and I just want to crawl into bed and I'm thinking, I got to find something to get an achievement in first. So <laughs> achievements have de definitely changed that too, because I might have gone, I never went too long without playing a game because I've always had video game consoles in my house, but I might go two or three days. If I'm going on a vacation, I'm not thinking about dragging along my computer so I can pop an achievement or whatever else. So that's been a big change with achievements too. That's actually a really good uh, mm. point as well. That I didn't even think of. Mm -hmm. Not that I keep a streak, but just like mm -hmm. you said, you know, it keeps you coming back to gaming. And also, you know, the sorts of daily grinds that you need to do for some of these games. Sure. Like that would, <laughs> you probably definitely wouldn't feel the pull for that unless you were going for that gamer score. That sweet, sweet gamer score. It's true, right? Because I'm sure most of us play some kind of phone games that have like a daily login bonus and the longer you log in or the more consecutive days you log in, the more the bonuses. Or if you do Bing rewards, if you do three days, you get a bonus. And then if you do seven days in a row, you get a bonus. And how often do we break that streak? Because Every cares? four days. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so funny now that you're mentioning it. Like, I bounce off a of phone game so quickly now, whereas before I would I would be juggling like three or four. Mm -hmm. And also, I'm not taking the Metro any longer. But <laughs> new season. Yes, thank you. Touchdown Hero, new season, not new score. Um, <laughs> sorry. I know I know. there's three people out there who are offended because it was the, you know, their game of the year. <laughs> Two of them are Elroy somehow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I bounce off a of phone game so quickly now because there's just no reason to play them. Yep. Yeah, I've but there probably maybe. never would play yeah. a tournament if it wasn't for achievements. I might well, have I you know hopped on and <laughs> did a little, couple of puzzles. Went, hey, this is kind of fun. You know, played it for four-ish hours and nah, I'm done with this because that's not necessarily something I would be super addicted to, like a Pokemon Go or Clash of Clans. Where I could easily, where I have easily put thousands of hours into. I still find though, for the rare game I play that doesn't have achievements in it, like I play a lot of Words with Friends, and I, I find myself thinking, like, oh I man, this is my 100th game. That that would have been an achievement if this was an Xbox game. Like it just changes your whole <laughs> thinking about these things. That was a good question. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, it was, and it was interesting. That was a very glad you different asked. spins you guys took on it too. Well, thank you very much, Philip. That was excellent. 
And if you would like to ask a question, by all means, please send us a tweet or something. A Twitter a tweet. tweet. <laughs> there, it is. there you go. I was hoping one of you guys picked that up. <laughs> it's officially a thing. Let's move on to some sales. So I'm going to take the lead on this. I'm actually going to buy something. What? In real time? <laughs> I know planes crash at an apocalypse. I'm buying things. Brooke, close your ears. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got her Taco Bell tonight, so she should be good. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bra. Rumor has it. Rumor has it she's a tough cookie, so I don't know. Ooh. But I'm only going to get one. I'm going to get the yet another Zombie Defense HD game. Like I mentioned a little bit ago, I love tower defense games. And this one is on sale for... I just had it up... It's not really too big of a sale. It's usually five bucks. It's three forty nine now, so saving three fifty. Yeah, saving a dollar fifty, so <laughs> it's cheap. Kenny, we ain't got no three fifty. That's like a nacho fry. Ugh, I just <laughs> tried this rattlesnake nacho fries. They're terrible. Yeah, don't do that. Ugh. Yeah, that's bad decision. A bad decision. We could have bought another game for all these spent on them stupid things, but. We get yelled at for talking about food, so Michelle, why don't you take it? All right. So there's a a lot of quick gamer score games on sale this week. And if you go to True Achievements, they actually have an article, I think, with 16 games, highlighting 16 games that are quick and easy gamer score that are on sale. I'm not going to highlight 16 because that would involve a lot of talking, but I will highlight a couple. One game that caught my eye is Bulb Boy. It is $8.99 or normally, and it is now $2.24. The game takes two to three hours. It's worth $11.27 TA, and it's classified as a point and click. I actually know really nothing else about it. So, Koosh, have you played this? Have I played what? I'm sorry, I wasn't asking. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) I called you out. Bulb Boy. Bulb Boy. I have purchased Bulb Boy because oh. um, it looks interesting. All looks almost looks like a Game and Watch game, right? Is that the one I'm thinking? I think so. I didn't. You mean the Smash too, Bros. character? Yeah, I think Elroy actually reviewed this because it has poop humor. Uh, so I think he loved it. That's <laughs> yep. Yes, he did. Yeah. Now that you talk about the poop, yes, I remember that one. So that one piqued my interest i'm not sure if it does more or less now with that knowledge but it did beforehand (laughs) the next game that uh, actually came up a little bit in discord too beast middle mentioned it uh the bunker it's normally 19.99 and it's down to 5.99 this week it's worth 1134 ta and is another game that clocks in at about two and three two to three hours and is listed as a point and click comma adventure which is ta's way of saying walking simulator maybe or FMV type thing. Um, has anyone played the bunker? Negative. Nope. Negatory. I've almost purchased it three times. Yeah, this <laughs> isn't the first time the bunker has been on a significant sale. And I usually hear the same thing when it goes on sale. It's actually got a pretty great story. And it's interesting and thought provoking. Um, but I have growing reservations with walking Sims uh, at this point. And oh, so... Was that I think it's an FMV. It's an FMV? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's an FMV. So it's closer to like a late shift. Or Correct, a... yeah. Okay. We need better genres, Chin. Yeah, we no. do. <laughs> <laughs> Was the Bunker uh, yeah, Games chin. of Gold at one point? 
No. 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 What am I thinking of? Oh, no. Not the bunker. Not the bunker, yeah. Archie! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's for us olds. Thank you. I get that one. I get that one. I get that one, too. And I'm not old. Really? I'm shocked. You don't get it. Come on, meet Archie Bunker. The guy from Riz- Riverdale. There it is. <laughs> oh, man. You jughead. So moving on with sales. If for some reason you do not have Costume Quest on the Xbox 360... It is one. I think it was a Games with Gold game at some point too, but it is two dollars and twenty four cents. It is worth two dollars and twenty four cents if you're a new adopter to Xbox. Uh, I'm mostly mentioning this because Elroy doesn't like two hundred gamer score games, and so I like to mention them as frequently as possible to give (laughs) him fits. But it is an excellent game. It's about a six to eight hour completion, just a really good basic sort of entry level RPG. Also, uh, this was not one that I had necessarily put on my list, but in Discord today, Sasha Morning recommended The Invisible Hours, which is on sale about half off. It's $9.99 down from $19.99. It's a three to four hour completion worth 1280 TA. He suggested to play on your own and then mop up the the achievements. It's a detective game, and the fun of the game is kind of peeling back the layers of the mystery by yourself and then you can clean up with a guide after and something else i was interested to find out is the game is developed by tequila works and they actually have a pretty solid development history they're the team behind the sexy brutal rhyme and deadlight so it seems to have a pretty good pedigree it is half off it was not on my radar at all but this this was a recommendation of sasha's so i just wanted to put that out here so that's all i'm gonna cover well what about you Corey? well i have one game on my list so far, um, and that is the Zed to Zed classically <laughs> reviewed game. <Rip. laughs> oh boy, Albert and Abro. Oh, <laughs> memories. Ah, uh, this game is three dollars. Normally twelve. That is a darn good sale. Mm. That's a deal. Yes, as we say in the south and i am gonna pick it up just like you pick up auto apparently according to the walkthrough (laughs) it's a pretty solid little game uh limbo clone i'm gonna Uh, guess they never fixed that achievement uh, the five death one so yeah i don't think so so. why don't you explain what that is l for people who are not well you have to beat the game without dying more than five times and uh even though it's easy-ish game you will probably die more than five times but you you can die as much as you want because you still will get that achievement once you complete episode one with five deaths or less oh yeah and there's totally uh episode two on the way right well the, it kind of no, spoiler it ends with maybe a cliffhanger okay so the achievement is glitched in a good way and unlocks regardless of how many deaths you have right Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's what I said, totally. <laughs> One as thing to designed. keep in mind as you're playing Albert and Otto, though, is the controls are not always super fantastic. One thing that makes Limbo, uh, and I imagine Inside, although Kenny can speak more to that than I can. Same game. Uh, right, they're very similar. But one thing that really makes them work is that the platforming is very good. When, when you jump, you land, it and really it, there's no floatiness. You don't glitch through a... Like, there's... A, sort of glitchiness at the end of Albert and Otto where you might fall through like a platform. So you have to restart at the last chapter point. 
keep in mind those things happen in Albert and Otto because it doesn't have quite the same development team behind it. But for for $3, everything's fixable. It's glitched in a good way insofar as the achievements. It's a good recommendation. Just to touch on an earlier subject, I'm not buying this for its uh, extinguished prowess of a good game. <laughs> I'm buying this strictly for that 1.2 ratio that it is boosting. <laughs> <laughs> well, this might be one that you find that you enjoy in spite of getting it for the achievements. We'll see. Limbo was kind of meh for me. And okay. uh, um, I just played another Limbo game, actually. Um, what do you call it? Planet of the Eyes. And that was... Amazing. I really so, want to finish that. So, Rocker, <laughs> do, do you like sheep? Uh, <laughs> sure, he doesn't. Do you like fire? Yes. Yeah. Do you like sheep on fire? <laughs> no other way to have them. This is the game for you. Perfect. Half of the people listening to us have no idea why we're laughing right now. <laughs> well, those half haven't played Albert and Otto and ought to get to yeah. it at three dollars oh, this week. Three dollars. That's actually hmm. interesting. You point that you picked that or that you pointed it out. That's on my to do list. I really want to get to this. I bought this. Well, when it was gaming in month for from Zed, and never actually played it, intended to, didn't, and now it's sitting there on my hard drive, and you ready those to be played. Snake fries, you could have right, <laughs> could have Albert Napro, could have had that, and by the time we're done recording, you could have finished the game apparently because it has a one to two hour completion estimate. I don't know. There's seems, a couple of tricky it, ones in there. It's that a little faster than that. Yeah. But if if you're following a video guide and you're super competent at platformers or your redemption it'll take you one to two hours (laughs) but for those of us who are normal gamer folk and who do a first run through without a guide or even with a guide because a guide kind of slows you down at times it's probably going to take something closer to three hours it's still not long but i think one to two is understating it a little bit four hours it is Maybe it, it, there there is a text walkthrough like I mentioned, and it is very lengthy in the paragraphs. So there, there are two or three sections where you have to go through without getting hit and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So there is some skill and repetition involved. Five hours or more for me. Got it. There you go. <laughs> All right, Koosh Moosh. All right, so uh, I love me a movie to game tie in. So. When I saw Ratatouille Good on movie. sale <laughs> for seven ninety nine, normally twenty, uh, and it's a platformer, so this is just checking all the boxes. So <laughs> this one has it, to tide you over until that much anticipated Paw Patrol sale. Oh yeah, I've actually already Next got week. Paw Patrol, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> two right. weeks. Two weeks out. It's two coming. weeks out. Two weeks out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ratatouille uh, digital it is not backwards compatible. Um, but and I'm no longer interested. I'll be playing it on my 360. I actually went through and deleted all of the backwards compatible games off of my 360 because uh, I was running out of space. So <laughs> Ratatouille, welcome to your new home. Um, it's a little expensive, but I love me some Shantae. And Shantae Half Genie Hero Ultimate Edition is $22.50, uh, down from $30. So it's a little pricey. Uh, I'm not actually going to bite on that because Shantae 5 was announced. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that comes out and whenever it comes out, I can only imagine that the other games are going to go on sale. So mm-hmm. seeing as how I have never completed a Shantae game, but I do enjoy them, 
Uh, I'm going to wait on that. But uh, for those of you who can't wait, uh, maybe. Um, I have mentioned Conan uh, several times. Um, and I just think it's a great game. It's a great hack and slash. It is $3. $3. Normally That's 20 uh, It's not backwards compatible. It is 1,000 gamer score. And they say about 20 to 25 um, hours. But it's a fun game. If, if you like it, uh, I, why not? It's $3. If you had skipped the rattlesnake fries, you could have gotten <laughs> Albert Notbro and Conan. I'm just saying. Um, another game that <laughs> that, uh, that I like, it, it's very tough. Uh, Slain, uh, Back from the Dead or some such. Um, it's a very long title. Uh, it's 374 down from 15. It is a tough hack and slash. I wonder what you guys who like metal think of the soundtrack. Have you checked this game out at all? Are you aware of it? What game was it again? Sorry. Uh, Slain um, Back in Black. It's not written on this doc or anything in front of you. Well, yeah. yeah it's, it's only, I was looking I at were... something else. Jeez. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's Shantae. Whoa, whoa. I see the video. Stop. Put that away. Sorry. It was Roll a link that Chin was two episodes ago. That sword from last time. Uh, no, I have not played this. I know. I've been told I need to play this. But no, I'm not. Hmm. Well, you should at least check out the, the videos and tell me what you think of the metal. I'm not a big metal guy, but uh, it, it's an important part of the game, apparently. Uh, and I think you... I'm interested. No, no, you did not. Uh, Zombie Driver uh, Ultimate Edition. I, I think it was being talked about on the Discord. I'm not sure if it was in a show or not. Um, it's $3.74 down from 15 It's 2,000 gamer score. It contains all the DLC um, from the 360 version, which is only... 400 or a thousand uh, gamer score. I, I can't recall, but um, yeah, that's a fun game. It's, it's you're, you're in a car the whole time. I believe uh, you're just kind of driving around um, from a top down perspective, uh, blowing up zombies, blowing up zombie trees and fun stuff like that. R- rescuing uh, people who are stranded. It's a fun little game and it's what I like to do, um, which is a pick up and put down game. So I'll play a level, play two levels and then I'll go, do something else. Um, so it is a good, I've got 15 minutes. I'll just, I'll whittle away at it. Um, but that's, that's my game. So that's my recommendations. Well, I've clicked I'll, on one of these slain videos. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I might, I may be switching. Oh. I like this music. <laughs> Batting for the other team. I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I was digging that. I was digging the video. It was okay. Nice. Check it out. And also, I believe Waka did a review for Zombie Driver way back when. I don't know what episode it was. I believe that was one of his quick hits. Definitely within the last 30 or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good call. You picking up anything, else? Nope. All right. Pull my, foof. My job is just to read easy completions. Who's foof? What are you getting? Hey, L, did you know that there is a sale on Shadowgate? Shadowgate? Pre-order, brand new games. Yeah, we oh have some history with Shadowgate. Maybe you can talk a little bit about it. I have no idea what it is, but you can save five dollars if you pre-order it. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's on the eight-bit uh, collection. Collection adventure what was it called? Yeah, that one, something like that. That's right. You did tell me that. And it had uh, Deja Vu and uh, Uninvited, which is a Shadowgate sequel. And they're point and clicks. Shadowgate was pretty popular, point and click for the NES. Had a good soundtrack, 
good atmosphere. So there is a remake that I believe came out for Steam and now is coming to the Xbox One. It has like 60 achievements. It looks hard, but I want it. Does it have updated graphics, it I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I will be harassing the developer for this one. If not, I guess I'll have to buy it. All right. Well, speaking of horror games, there are a lot of horror games on sale this week. And I guess they're all indie games. That's what you were telling me? Looks like it. Haunted Halloween, 86. We talked about that last week a couple times. That's a zero to one hour completion, $5 down from 10. Uh, the part that you mentioned earlier, five bucks down from 13. It's about an hour completion, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's about an hour. Uh, Decay the Mare, $5 down from 10, one to two hour completion. I like that game more than a lot of others did. Uh, the only problem is that game has collectibles, so if you miss any of them, you have to play over. No chapter chapter select? There's three different chapters, so yeah, I mean, oh. you can go through, but most people will probably be using a guide for that one. Yep. Dying Reborn, $8 down from 20 one to two hours completion. I don't know anything about that one. Um, Tacoma. Went to two-hour completion as well. $6 down from 20 and it is a Play Anywhere title. Don't Knock Twice. $6 down from 12 one to two-hour completion. Well, hmm. hello. Who is it? Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> it says Don't Knock Twice. That was the game where you could warp through the floor and bypass a second playthrough. Talked about that one before. Uh, Rise of Insanity, $6 down from 10 I went through this one and found... Two achievements that glitched on me that did not pop. It's the type you have to uh, delete your game and the save and go through again and hope that it pops. That's kind of annoying, so maybe stay away from this one. Your toy. Horrible. I've heard this one is a, yeah, that word. Horrible. 750 down from 15. Real quick with your toy. If <clears throat> you just mentioned the glitchy achievements with Fries of Insanity, there in your toy, there is this. Oh, man. There's a spot where you have to basically not get attacked by the enemy, and there's an achievement. There's an achievement for not getting attacked, and if you do get attacked on it, it's almost impossible to actually unlock it again. You have to like delete your save, go through all of your accounts, delete it from the cloud. All this. There, there's a walkthrough on TA Another on how one. to actually be able to do it, but it's a pain. It's it's one of those things that if you're going to do it, follow a guide. Should we follow a guide? Yes, follow a guide, or else you will regret it. Okay. Continue. Sorry. Where was I? Your toy. Oh, another Limbo clone, Toby and the Secret Mine, is $4 down from 10 I've heard that one was actually pretty decent. Anyone ever play that one? Nope. Yes. Toby's no. Secret Mine. I would yeah. not call that horror. No, that one is actually not horror, but that was on the Easy Games list. But most of the rest have been horror. Yeah, I thought Toby was fun. It's it's um it's a platformer. It's it's kind of got some shared DNA with uh, Limbo, um, and Inside. So if you like those games, I think you'll probably like Toby Secret Mine. Uh, Waka's favorite game in mine, Albedo, is on sale again for five sixty, two to three hour completion. I Zombie, everyone's favorite phone port. I think it's two dollars instead of four. That's Fufu's favorite game. That was a pretty fun game. And as Michelle mentioned earlier, The Invisible Hours. 
which now I'm actually excited to play. That sounds like a fun local solve the mystery thing mm-hmm. to get grab the wife to help out with that one. And that's basically it for this week. Cool. But lots of horror games on sale. And a lot of them are easy. And I wouldn't call any of these particularly scary either, so maybe one or two jump scares for a couple of them. Speak for yourself. Well, you're a big wuss. And we're expecting a spring <laughs> sale soon, right? Boing, 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 boing. Yes. Our resident Australian correspondent, wow. Smitty, I think said Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. So by the time this is out, there might be another, uh, there might be some more sales. He does hail from the future, so. So check, if you're listening to this, go ahead and check this stuff. Check Willen and Dylan. That's the best spot. In Discord, discord.io slash AH101. Well, if you don't want to spend your money, we do have two new games up here on the Game Pass. Uh, Michelle, why don't you go ahead and read these off? Oh, all right. You picked me to read this first because the first word in the first game is not pronounceable <laughs> by normal human beings. No, of course uh, not. That's not uh, why I didn't. I said that. Oh, okay. Operentia? The Stolen Sun? That's good enough. We'll go with that. Close enough. Uh, this just came out on March 28th. The game is by Be- by Zen Studios, which is the team behind Pinball FX. So it's interesting to see them making a role-playing game uh but uh, yeah, good for them, branching out a little bit. This game was released directly into Game Pass, so if you're a Game Pass subscriber, go ahead and have at it. Weighs in at about 11 gigs. It is Play Anywhere, and it also has 47 achievements. Now, as of this recording, no one's completed it yet. There's one achievement, I think it's called Legend, which requires you to have two modifiers on of some sort. I'm not 100% familiar because I haven't played the game, but no one has unlocked this particular achievement. It doesn't seem at this early stage that people are worried about it being glitched it's just people haven't quite figured out what to do the other game coming to game pass uh which came to game pass yesterday as of this recording on april 1st and was not an april fool's joke although i did not log into game pass to verify this rumor is (laughs) marvel versus capcom infinite this was released in september 2017 unsurprisingly it's a fighting game who would have guessed yeah, <laughs> Spidey versus Ryu. This is also a Play Anywhere title, hmm. according to TA. It weighs in at a very hefty 63 gigs, so if you're oh, going to grab what? it, yeah, be aware that it is it is weighty. Um, if you're interested in the achievement rundown, it is 47 achievements worth 3,522 TA. And that's a thousand gamer score. 16 of the game's achievements are for online modes. So bear in mind, if you want to play this, you are going to have to take it online. You may be able to boost it. The game did just launch into Game Pass. So the servers, if they're going to have any activity, would probably be a little more busy now than they were a couple weeks ago. But I'm sure that'll die back off and mostly be easily boostable. Our... you got to expect that the TA is going to jump too. Oh, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, there's always the the game pass bump when these established games hit the service and of course like all games keep in mind when you're starting any of these that they may be pulled from the service at any time we don't know how long they will be in there other than at least until they make next month's announcement but i don't think anything stayed in shorter than three months at this point so you do have some time if you're going to commit to that um kush have you any interest in either of these games you're going to play either of them so 
Operencia or Operencia or OP Operencia. for short. Operencia. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. So that game, um, that seems interesting, but it's it's one of the first ones to go by the wayside um, if and when we run out of time. You know, while while needing to squeeze in another two hundred gamer score for the month, <laughs> just so I can put my name in a hat to win a drawing. Um, <laughs> so that's one that I'll probably check out and then put on the shelf. You're uh, so old, you probably wear a hat. <laughs> every day well, what no well you know like you play L.A. Noir and everyone's wearing a hat you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm in well, a little, little cabbie derby stretch for that yeah. one you're bowler there you go uh, I'm probably more interested in the Marvel versus Capcom Infinite um, I kind of Smitty and I speaking of the man from the future Australia <laughs> we always end up we seem to always end up boosting these uh, online fighting games um, maybe because of the when we're able to do it and other people aren't on um, so I, maybe I'll check with Smitty uh, see if he's up for it uh, we're just getting that uh, those 16 online achievements out of the way um, so yeah that one that one does kind of interest me but the 63 gigs uh, that's a who boy yeah, I I downloaded this last night. I have some interest in it, and I just checked it I, on my Xbox. It's sixty four point six gigs. What Jeez. in the world is is in that game? They, they got a lot of characters in that game. This isn't Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a fighting game. I'm pretty sure that's like more than Skyrim at this point. That's a lot of. So you checked it on your Xbox, but you're not going to hit download, I take it? No, I already downloaded it. I downloaded it oh. last night. Oh. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have some, in- I have some interest in it. <laughs> so Maybe we can get another boosting room uh, up for this one. El, you're into fighting nope. games of some sort, generally. Uh, does this interest you, or does the other release interest you? No. Oh. How about that? No, it's funny. Actually, uh, I really was into Street Fighter 2 in 1992, 93, Street Fighter 2, Mortal Kombat, all that stuff. Now, not really. But Even though you made Prue download Ultimate Street Fighter to help you. Uh, <laughs> hi, Prue. <laughs> I enjoy playing them, but I those games you really have to play that and nothing but that and master them these days that's what i think a lot of fighting series out there see i've never played marvel versus capcom and i've also never really played street fighter I always played tekken so that kind of what makes me interested in this i like superheroes and it's game pass so it's free-ish free <laughs> and Corey, do you know what i like on... oh what do you like i like the random to-do list so i'm going to talk about it all right we are in a new month of april i wanted to quickly read off march's Top 10 of the random to-do list. Uh, Wildwood Mike had 9 achievements. Prue had 11. Fresh Eagle Suck had 15. Hatton, 90. All right, good job. Had 16. Little Miss Matriarch had 21 achievements. Way to go, Michelle. So between 7 and 6, there's a big gap over here. Homer, don't forget to insert a thing this time. Hardly know her. (laughs) There you go. That works. Homer had 17 achievements, worth 4,276 points. LAX the Jester had 22 achievements. I had 22 achievements. Reset 42 had 23 achievements. And the Grand Champion, Wanda's Husband, 
NBA Kirkland had 23 achievements for 5,342 points. And that is your top 10 for March 2019. We are now into April. If anyone who wants a list, speak up in the Discord and we will get you a list somehow or another. Well, we have other contests to talk about and we'll try to keep those brief too. Corey, why don't you talk a little bit about Better Completions Matter and this month's special task? Okay, uh, well, there is Better Completions Matter, the ongoing completion-focused competition. And April's theme, if you remember March, March was the bounty board. So each day there was a new game to complete, uh, mentioned, unless somebody guessed it early. Uh, so April is some kind of scavenger hunt, if you would. And that, so what Iron, Iron Fist of Snuff, what he has done is he has put 10 categories on your, your spreadsheet, on your tab, and they are as follows. AAA, April's Fools, Bringing Mayflowers, I Am Evil Bot 2.0, I'm Something Else, Kid Cuddy, Oh, A Piece of Candy, Sweet 16, <laughs> The Cleanest Number, and Welcome to the Auto Show. Now, the gist of the scavenger hunt is that you once you submit your completion, you uh, you connect it to one of those categories that you think it might be, and he will come back and tell you if you're right or not. Once we get like three-fourths of the way through the month, I think he's going to uh, announce what uh, the categories mean, like the descriptions of them, and so you can kind of race to the finish uh, at the end of the month if if you haven't guessed or you guessed incorrectly the first time. Um, but it's essentially trying to figure out what he's meaning by these. And just to give an example, the first category, AAA, uh, AAA, it might not mean to complete a AAA game. It can mean complete a game with three A's in it. Uh, it he's he's kind of being uh, vague on purpose there. So, um, Is there a car I, insurance game? <laughs> I honestly don't know <laughs> what I don't have an idea of almost any of these categories except for the AAA one. So I would say that one is three A's in it. I mean it. It seems likely, but uh, can you like, even quantify what a AAA title is? Like that isn't that debatable? And they would probably pick something that's less debatable. I I, I would think it'd be pretty cut and cut and dry mm. on a AAA game. Okay. Yeah, I don't think AAA is a super debatable. I think I think that line's pretty clear for the most part. All right, is Paw Patrol a AAA game? No, no. Uh, what do you see? Triple <laughs> <laughs> <Awesome>. Possum. <laughs> Why not? It's not an indie game. It's not a little little budget game. Uh, is Borderlands a AAA game? Well, yes. I get yes. your nitpicking. You're nitpicking just to nitpick. Like that's I, I no, think but the, I like, think you could nitpick it depending on the well, title. What what example would you give? I don't know. That, I'm trying to think of something. Like, is a legit example. I'm trying to think of something. I don't First know. party games are usually AAA. And right. then you is, have your big boy publisher. Is Ori a AAA game? No. It no. was an indie game produced. By my okay, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. What? Well, I, I said first party. Obviously, that's well, first party, but that's not AAA. But you know what I'm saying. Gears, Halo. You also that's said usually. Okay. Anyway, this is part of the fun of this particular challenge is the, the scavenger hunt categories are not very clear. 
So Sweet 16, somebody said, you know, maybe it's something with 16 letters in the title. That Could seems be something good. with 16 achievements in the list. Like, we, we don't know. So there's... Uh, Skeptical Mario already started kind of putting together some of his guesses and shared some of that in the Discord. So people are talking about that and kind of trying to figure it out and share some ideas they have. Um, I know personally, I looked at most of this list and went, oh, and that's probably the way I'm going to treat it until the actual answers are announced later in the month and hope that some of my completions check the right boxes. Right. Yeah. Same Same with me. Um, like for the completion challenges that give us the descriptions, I have uh, a hard enough time as it is finding stuff that matches that mm -hmm. stuff. I definitely can't come up with these descriptions on my own. Um, I did think, however, oh, a piece of candy. Maybe that means collectibles because I think of Peter Griffin picking up pieces of candy uh, from Family Guy. I don't know. That's what it's from, yeah. Somebody mentioned uh, Kid Cudi. He has a song called Day and Night, so complete a game with a day and night cycle. Uh, and I noticed he was in the movie Need for Speed, so I thought it was maybe complete a Need for Speed title. Well, he's also from Cleveland, so maybe it means complete a game that takes place in Ohio. Okay, the he Cle also likes Mega Man, so maybe he could be a Mega Man. <laughs> There's also like vowels in his name. So maybe you have so to complete Family Guy back to the multiverse. Maybe it means complete Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> never know. Hey, so how he's can we get all of these? So, game. <laughs> so how can we get all of these to equal Paw Patrol? That that now, is the challenge. Do we have like, I, a I, secret sponsor by them or something? I'm just kind of curious wait for next week's ad read but <laughs> i i'm i'm not 100 percent sure of all because i haven't read up but iron fist of snuff has has determined exactly what these mean correct this isn't like yes freem's challenge where he's pretty lenient as long as you can give a reasonable explanation it's not that iron fist of snuff can be swayed that hey that was a good idea i'm going to accept this he has specifically what they actually mean in his regard right so at this point we're really just guessing what he's intending and, and we, we think so but that. he okay he could also be cherry picking from the, from the peanut sure. gallery <laughs> like oh yeah that's great right but uh but yeah I, I think yeah i think if we all discuss it on the discord it'd be very interesting uh to see what everybody's coming up with for sure mm -hmm. yeah but uh for uh for all the details check his ta blog all right uh we do have one more contest though uh besides the bcm and that is the foof which the matriarch of the foof challenge matriarch <laughs> is here it's probably yes. best that you talk about it i'm confused right <laughs> so we're still mired in our one year long marathon to get a hundred thousand gamer score and I think, ironically, everyone in this group that's not named Foof is actually participating. <laughs> <laughs> so each month I've been trying to come up with something to do so that people can be entered in a drawing and win a little prize. So the prize is just $10 worth of Xbox whatever. So it could be just Xbox money. If you have a game you want that's $10 or less, I'll pick that up for you. And in the month of February, the challenge was to beat the average you need for a foof in the year for that month. So you need 8,333.333, et cetera, points to stay at a foof's pace. So everyone who scored over that number was entered into the drawing, and that was 28 of the 70 participants at that time. And I did my drawing, and uh, the winner for February was Kronos. So congratulations. Way to go. And well done. Kronos Woo! was one of those that actually, like, 
wasn't I think the number that was drawn was 26 so he was just a little bit above the line so good job getting you know sneaking in there and, and winning the prize for March the challenge for that uh, for that month was to beat your previous month's score and the idea behind doing that particular challenge was there were some people who did only score a thousand points foof and those who were obviously scoring a bunch. And this was a way to make it so that more people who really aren't participating to get 100,000 gamer scores, but just wanted to participate, that they can be entered into the drawing. I did update stats, but I left off the last two, day two days of March. And I know there were some people who were trying to meet the goal. So I can't do that drawing yet, but I will hopefully before the next episode. For the month of April, the challenge was a little difficult for me to come up with. And Corey, because he doesn't like any of you, was like, why don't we make it finish a game with a 4.0 ratio? And I went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we want people to have fun. And it's not a TA ratio. It's not a TA score-based contest. So it doesn't really, it's not beneficial to do that. So instead, we came up with getting a gamer score divisible by four. There was some question in Discord, and it's a valid question about, time cutoffs. So I'm in Eastern time. And when I look at your period summaries, that's what I see. I see cutoffs based on my time. So for this month, if you look at the list and your score is divisible by, by four, and I just don't see that because the way that I'm tabulating results, just at the end of the month, the beginning of next month, just send me a screen cap of your final total for the month so I could see that's divisible by four and enter you into the drawing. Uh, for those curious, we're at the quarter poll, so you should be around 25,000 gamer score for the year if you're intending to hit your 100,000 by the end of the year. Also keep in mind that if you get through the 100,000 and you, uh, if you get 100,000 points this year that are not from ACA games, that also puts you into a drawing at the end of the year for an ACA game of your choice. And, um. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for the FOOF update. So thank you for having me on so I can update everyone about that. We do have one more thing to talk about, unless anyone had a comment on the FOOF challenge. No? All right, I'm cool. I'm going for now. All right. <laughs> one more challenge we have that we're all participating in is Freemholes Completion Challenge. And this week, we're going to talk about completing a backwards compatible game. So, Goosh. What backwards yes. compatible compatible game are you going to be completing for Freemholes uh, Challenge? I am mixing a whole lot of challenges all together and enjoying uh, completing uh, Metroid Vayner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lots of cross pollination. I'm going to complete Shadow Complex 360. Uh, I invite you to join me. Um, you can play it. <laughs> you can play it on the one. It's worth a thousand gamer score. Um, it's a fun Metroid Vayner. And I have two wait, achievements wait, the, left. The 361 was a thousand gamer score. Totally. Sure. <laughs> Just go with it. Sure. No. I'm going to consider right, it a thousand. Okay, and maybe then, it's only 400. But <laughs> and keep in mind the the one version of the game does have a slightly harder list or yeah, a, a lot. significantly harder yeah. list. It may only be 400 gamer score, it's, but it's going to feel like a thousand. A thousand in your heart. Where it's actually yes. 200, but who's counting? Perfect. 200. But it's going really so to feel, like, feel like 500. It's going to be great. But, uh, There's gamer yes. score in this game. I yes. need two achievements in that game, including one of Michelle's favorite achievements. Mm -hmm. Yes, my one of my favorite achievements I have ever earned is that less than 14% run. 
Yes. It that's is the, so much fun. It's great. That's one of the two I have left. I have the the, the less than 14% and also the level 50. Um, level oh. 50 will be easy. So uh, I, what the was that one um, for me now. So what was, there was another one. It was like challenge rooms. That wasn't so bad. That's yeah, not I knocked so bad. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I got I, stuck on one of them. So. Yeah. I think at one point you and I were kind of going through them concurrently and you sort of hit a wall and I was like, I'm just going to keep going. Uh, and I don't think you've gone back since that time, but they're doable. They're, you and got, you can do them out of order too. So if you're having trouble with one room, you can go and get the others and then come back to it. Well, there's yeah. there, most of the challenge rooms are short, but there's one that's sort of a big one that puts everything together. And I believe that's where L got stuck. So, but you you can do it. It's it's really not that bad. And it's a nice completion. Like it's a it's a satisfying one. That's one of those that you feel good about the achievements you're earning because you really earned that. Feels like a thousand gamer score, right? Yeah, it does. That's what I've heard. That's yeah. that's what I know, having yeah. been there. What about you? Oh well, like I think every time I've been on when you guys have discussed the completion challenge, Borderlands Two would be nice. But <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Um, <laughs> so if not Borderlands 2 I'm very close to finishing Fable 2 if anyone is feeling charitable I just need the other two endings in the base game and two uh, a collectible from one of the DLCs and beating the Coliseum so I'm pretty close to that one actually I could do the two DLCs on my own but uh, you know I know Kronos once said maybe he has a save but if anyone has a save in Fable 2 toward the end this was a game I played before I was really into achievement hunting full scale and i didn't know and never would have thought about how hey if i just quit out before i watch the ending i can get the achievements for the other two so i've got this post end game save that i I would have to replay the whole game failing that and probably what i'm actually going to do is castlevania symphony of the night this i'm taking a page out of kusha's book and I'm going to triple dip with this one. I have one achievement left in Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and that's Belmont's Revenge, which is for finishing the castle as Belmont, uh, as Richter. Richter. Um, I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I do have this for RTDL, and it's a Metroidvania. So it would check a whole lot of boxes. And I started the game in 2008, I think. So it would be good to put that one to bed. Um L, I know you've completed that, so that's another reason why I have to, because, mm-hmm. you know, my credibility. <laughs> that's it. What are you planning to to complete for this challenge? As mentioned as one of last week's sale games, I'm going to try to complete Monkey Island 2. A funny little ditty. Seems as good as <laughs> I had. I see what you did there. <laughs> Wait, I'd like to notice to point out a pattern so far, and we'll see if the youngs keep it up. But we've mm, all picked 200 gamer score oh. games. So. I'm actually going to break that streak. No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to pick a 400 pointer. Oh. <laughs> uh, mentioned at the top of the show, one of the games I already completed this past week uh, is Sonic the Fighters. It's backwards <laughs> compatible. It's $5. And norm- I've seen it on sale too for half off. And it took me, I'm looking at the timestamps now. Uh, 13 minutes so uh, <laughs> get that while it gets good if you haven't already uh, essentially it's sonic characters and it's a fighter game so uh, who would have known that this kind of brand would have uh, made a game with this genre but basically you're fighting uh, different sonic characters in uh, two rounds you got to get a perfect which isn't hard to do i got it on my first 
match accidentally. You got to go through s- uh, seven stages. The eighth stage, you get a like an auto pop. At least I did. And then you have to pick a secret character, which is just going to a certain person and picking that character. And then you have to do this one little uh, combination with uh, a certain character. And 13 minutes in and out, challenge done. Super easy. Get him hard and fast. That's why. That's how I like it. <laughs> can you actually, hard and fast? Can you going to complete a backwards compatible game? I'm not going to complete a game a backwards compatible game because I've already completed it. Oh. I want to choose one I did back in February. Harm's Way is going to go in this category. Woohoo! Nice. So I, I'm going to keep with the olds, and I'm going to. It'll be a 200 point <laughs> game. Perfect. This was actually it's interesting. So, we all picked arcade games. Yeah. That is interesting. So one thing I have not of- been paying attention to throughout the year so far is the actual BCM part of the competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's a better completion. Like, I haven't been paying attention to that. And I've just been noticing that I think Rocker's playtime for the BCM <laughs> is going to be so low. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing the metagame here. Okay. Well, the- just wonder if it- yeah, the special BCM categories, too, like, I know we've noted them in previous weeks where it's the their different genre specific uh, topics, and then there's they're really ones that are are designed to be better for better completions matter where they're longer in their thinking. The ones for free moles completion challenge are really meant more to kind of bend your brain a little bit to make the things you're completing work. So there's a little bit of a different approach when we start really talking about the ones that are for better completions ma- matter. Yeah, harm's way, not good for the BCM. <laughs> it it checks the box for the frame hole, but it gets you a whopping one whole point for the BCM. Yeah, but you're really doing that for the uh, the bonus at the end of the month. Um, but there, yes, there is a reason why Fufu is way ahead of me, even though I have three three times the completions that he does. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Titanfall. Which, by the way, Jay Black is now also ahead of you, and I think you have twice. He's not, the he's not my target. You're 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 my only target there. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to actually play some games that have a better completion. Don't if worry you about want my completions. To make it matter. Like if you want to worry about my completions, <laughs> check out my period summary because it's awesome. All right. What was it? Well, I'm glad you asked. It was <laughs> over 260 <laughs> achievements. Nice. <laughs> equaling over 12,000 gamer score, which last episode I was at 9,000. I had to get like 6,000 gamer score to beat my March goal uh, or my February goal so to make the foof March challenge. And I failed because I had to get 6,000 gamer score in the last three days and time just kind of ran out. But I'll take 3,000, uh, you know, 1,000 a day on average. So that's not too bad. Uh, that meant I played 34 games, which I don't know how. I started 22 new games, uh, but I, I completed nine of them. And so ratio was 1.48 for the month. Nice. I'll take that. How about you, Elle? I had 317 achievements. We're at 12,710 gamer score. Oh, just barely beat me. <laughs> Got a lot more achievements, right? Yeah. Uh, you got about 50-ish. Both had a similar ratio. I had a 1.42. You had a 1.48. 18 KTA, about like you did. Wow. Pretty similar similar stuff going on here. 
She started 16 games, played 52 different games, and 13 completions. Compritos. Compritos, as, as it says. And now I'm curious what I did for all of 2019 so far, now that Michelle said it. But uh, Kush can read his and read. Uh, yeah, so mine, uh, 243 Chiefs, uh, 9770 gamer score. Uh, for 15,271 TA, that number seems better. Um, <laughs> that comes out to a 1.56 ratio. 19 started, 42 played, <clears throat> 7 completed. <laughs> uh, Michelle? Uh, so in the month of March, I earned 325 achievements. They were worth 12,090 gamer score. So I finished just behind Corey. So the three of us were, Elle and Corey and myself, were pretty close, actually, in, in gamer score. I had a 1.42 ratio, and that was worth 17,173 TA. I started 14 games, played 44 total, and completed 9. So one of these days, I'll I'll focus a little, a little better. Uh, Kenny, speaking of focusing, what did you do this month? Um, I focused on <laughs> Halo. I got some stuff done in Master Chief Collection, but that didn't amount to much. You have 58 achievements for 2,400 gamer score, 3,500 TA with a 1.41 ratio. We all seem to like those one fours. Started seven games, completed one. I How many achievements did you get all month? 58. Mm, okay. Well, all right. I noticed everyone has a lot of cute. games played, and then I remembered... It was the Link Frog, and I was wondering how everybody ended up doing. Did you get your badge? That definitely helped. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, I did. Got my 10, and I cut it off. That was too much work. Yeah, same here. Got 10 and out. I got 10, and then I played the game of the year for last year, Donut County, and accidentally got an 11, which was fine. Um, (laughs) But that that was my uh, 7th community event for that badge is there anyone else here who's in that group of 215 who's done all the community challenges i have Uh, i missed one i assume i did (laughs) did you get your 10 i did get 10 so if you've done all seven your community badge should be green now yeah so Hmm, i don't have to remember teal this time We've, we've moved on i'm trying to find it so i can remember what games i played for it i can't remember now I did play a lot of Disney fairies. Perfect for every challenge. I really didn't play one game over and over. I, mine was pretty much 10 different games, I think. I got a couple out of Wolf Among Us and another couple out of Energy Cycle Edge. And that's one of those games that you don't start, get one achievement, and put it aside. So that was a completion that just got banged out in that hour. Um, did you say I, that there are seven community challenges that have been done? Correct. When I hover over it, it says six, but I only see four. Well, they, there's no entry. If you click on your on your community badge, there's no entry for the for Link Frog as yet, and there's no entry for the community badge challenge for the UHH, where you had to score get ten achievements or more in a single week. I uh, I stuffed up on Twelve Days of Christmas 2017. I guess I didn't really pay attention that you'd get a badge for it. Speaking of which, I see that the True Achievements Birthday Challenge and the Alphabet Challenge are on here. Those are some of my favorite challenges. Really like the Alphabet one. 
But anyways. But anyways. Let's get to the last thing. Hey, yo. Was that a woo? What Did you was say a woo there? that? Wait, I have one quick thing. One quick breaking announcement before oh, we oh. get to the end of oh, it. Oh, 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 Remember oh, how oh, earlier oh, I, <laughs> I mentioned Gems of War probably has more achievements coming? Yes. Well, oh, it's, been, it's been five minutes, so yeah. Apparently. <laughs> Uh, the achievements have scanned onto true trophies. So there are three more achievements coming in a social update. They seem to be guild related things, but I hate you, Gems of War. And that's <sighs> the last I have to say about that. Thank you, What the Fug, for the, the breaking news. All right, back to your regularly scheduled proclamation point. L? L, take it away. True trophies. That's what he linked. I, I didn't research if it showed up on Has not gone anything, but I wanted to sing his song. Well, that doesn't count. I got to edit that out. But no, no editing out. <laughs> he did beat uh, Strider and uh, Hell Yeah, Wrath of the Dead Rabbit and is now working on Song of the Deep. So that's very important stuff. That's Vayner's. He's on a tear. He's on a tire. All right, proclamation point. Carpe Adam, 70 completions. David McCCC, 1989, 75 completions. the Jable, 160 completed games. It's a boot time. But the fuck? 190 completions. Professor Pluto, 310 completions. A lot of milestones. Good job, everyone. Elroy, missed that guy, 320 completions. Matism, 425 completions. Prue, 430 completions. Wakapale, Wakapale has 510 completions. Weasel Pizza, I'm gonna have to get this guy into the Discord. 800 completions. Wow. And Redemption shakes his head at that 800. 1,520 completions. Wow. Wowie dowies. Wow. Good job. Completion percentage. Nerve Bullet got his goal of 50% very early. Well done. Hellride's actually working on completion. 66%. If he was a math teacher, he could tell you what fraction that is. <laughs> but the Ferg, 70%, nicely done. I'm shooting for that myself. Elroy had a 600 day achievement win streak as well. Uh, High Road V2 got 300,000 TA score, nicely done. Now, someone able to bring up the Link Frog uh, thing on TA? So I'm pretty sure he was one of the. Uh, he was one of the top 10. Top 10. Yeah. I think yeah, he was he in did top 3. Awesome. And uh, find it. X. Senua also um, finished, I think, rather high in, there we go, the Link Frog roundup. So High Road finished second with really? nice. 559 links. So I'm sorry, how many? Job. 559. Wow. That's Ten times more achievements than your period summary. <laughs> <laughs> they say it was two links, an average of two links per hour. Um, something yeah, crazy one, like one point six six links per hour. Yeah, wow. and the winner, just just to state that, is down the rabbit hole eight, who had six hundred eleven links. Um, so that's incredible and then also as mentioned really briefly Xenua also did quite well in this challenge he finished with 202 links 
So good job there as well. So congratulations to both of you for getting your special shout out on TA for how awesome you did at the Link Frog. All right. Finishing up, I wound up in the top 50 of the New York Achievements 1 leaderboard. Kronos is in the top 5,000 of the Gamerscore leaderboard. Awesome job. And Free Malicious is in the top 10,000 of the Achievements 1 leaderboard. Way to go, everyone. JZARP43 celebrated his birthday on March 29th. Happy birthday, JZARP. And in Happy a little birthday! Bit, in a little bit of a twist, I'm going to put the community spotlight on Doughboy, whose birthday is tomorrow, as we record this, April 3rd. But I wanted to bring to attention that even though it's not the, um, the obvious time of the year to work on Extra Life, he's still going strong getting donations for Extra Life. And he put together this uh, this challenge that if he got a certain amount of money that he would um, potentially uh, injure himself uh, by eating a large bowl of chicken and waffle cereal. <laughs> um, and he posted a YouTube video of, of himself eating it. It's quite humorous. I almost bought – well, I saw it today. Had I not started my diet, I would have bought that. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Corey, sure. <laughs> would now, you have drinking the? Would you have had the milk though? Oh, I didn't. Would you have had the cereal that's milk? That's terrible. I'm a little disgusted that you even asked that. You always drink the milk. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be disappointed. No, I watched his video. Yeah, Don't well, dr- milk drinkers beware. Um, coincidentally, uh, there was a GoFundMe started for uh, a diabetes fund for uh, for Doughboy, so. Everyone needs to join in for that one. Chicken and waffle cereal. Ugh. And there was another one also that he had uh, maple bacon donut cereal. What? What's going on? Uh, it, it was just in right. the picture. What? Yeah, it was in the picture. Yeah, these are made by honey bunches of oats. It. Can't wait till the biscuits what are these and gravy. thinking? He's <laughs> <laughs> not that southern. Ugh. Anyway, great job. What you do for the community, Doughboy. Speaking of honey, bunches of oats. Uh, there's something about honey, Corey. <laughs> you guys, you guys reviewed a bit again all about honey. Where the bees? Yeah. Make honey. Yes. Uh, Where the bees make honey by White, published by White Thorn Digital, developed by Wakefield Interactive. Came out March 26th for the Xbox One. Uh, 4K baby, Xbox One X enhanced. <laughs> This is uh, classified as a puzzle game. I would have thought it would have been classified as a walking sim slash puzzle, mm-hmm. but well, you know, may- maybe it will come. Anyways, I'm going to tell you right now, I was excited for this game because I thought you got to play as a bee. That is not <laughs> the case. And thus sets up the disappointment. So uh, I know for a fact that... Uh, Kush has played this, I mm-hmm. have played this, and I believe Michelle has played this. So we will get their takes on it real quick. Uh, there is a rough walkthrough in the forums and some of the solutions by Sasha Morning, and it's really good. There are different pieces of this game where you are, where it definitely feels like a walking sim. You are walking through different environments, and uh, I think Sasha Morning put it best. It's like you were at work and then took acid, reminiscing <laughs> about childhood memories. Uh, this one in particular is a childhood memory about dressing up as a bee. 
and uh, you go through uh, these different environments walking, and then you go to this uh, uh, third-person side-scrolling puzzle game as you as a cartoon character, yeah, and then there are two different spots where you turn into a bunny and then an RC car, and uh, before I throw it to Kush, I'm just going to say that controlling the bunny is the absolute worst gameplay mechanic I think I've ever played in my life. So, yeah, your takes, Koosh? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say you're wrong. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, because if you had just waited two levels later, you would have <laughs> you would have identified as a dump truck or as an RC car. <laughs> um, and that level is much worse. <laughs> like, I would that, gladly... That level, that level is bad, but... It's horrible. I had much more difficulty with being a bunny. I, okay, so I never had a problem, whereas the bunny, I would fall over on my side, and then the game would never reload. <laughs> oh, yeah, that never happened. <laughs> yeah, that that happened to me like two two times with the with the RC car. What, so what did you have to do? Did you have to restart the game? Yeah, so I quit, and then just was about to throw my controller uh, and swear <laughs> off games forever. <laughs> but when I reloaded back in, it started me at the beginning of, of that uh, RC car level. So it wasn't that's, as horrible. That's really bad because that is a long level. It's a, it's the longest level, I think, yeah. But every time I turned over, it would just sit there for a second and then uh, drop me back, you know, like Mario Kart style. Yeah, when I got down to the bottom of that level, that it would do that consistently. But if I was on the very first um, section where you start to go downhill and... For some reason, I jumped and something hit me in midair. It must have been a breeze or a leaf. <laughs> My car started spinning uncontrollably and it landed on its side. And then it was slowly, ever so slowly, one pixel per <laughs> minute, sliding down the hill, which is too much for it to actually reset, I'm guessing. So my take on this game, um, it seems to me like this was a, a college project developed by four different teams and smushed together right at the end. Um, I like this game. <laughs> I, I like that description. As I was playing, I'm like, this is like a bunch of technical tests that this developer made, and they just put it all into one game. Yeah, and they were like, all right, let's just make a game. Let's sell yeah. this. Um, I like this game. Or rather, I want to like this game, but they don't want me to. Um, <laughs> like the control scheme. So, So, okay, let me ask you. If you had played this game and the control scheme was not hot um, bovine feces, <laughs> would that have changed your take on the game? Probably a little bit. Okay. Um, that As I was playing it, I was like, you know, I really, I really want to like this game. I really want them to put more polish into it. I really want the 3D puzzle game um, where I'm just hitting the bumpers and moving around. I want that to be done better and not to have so many bugs where I can get stuck or fall off the map or whatever. Um, so, you know, and let me just take it back. This game is, when I was playing it, I was thinking, okay, walking sim, wasn't expecting that. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> it's a 3D puzzle game. Wasn't expecting that. I'm an RC car. Definitely wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um, and and it, it's, it's narrated... Uh, in the style of like a life is strange, right? Um, I mean, so I was getting that vibe as I was going through. I was really digging the music too. I have to say, there's there's one level. Oh my gosh! Now that I think about it, it's like Costume Quest, um, where you're you're running away from these uh, jack o' lanterns, and the the song in there, I actually didn't mind that I fell off these um, 
this, this one section into hot lava or whatever it is multiple times, because I got to hear that song over and over again. Um, so, I mean, there are things I really like about this game. And if they had just spent more time on the controls and a little bit of bug polish, this would have been really, really cool. Um, and that's my take. I, I have several minds of this game. What about you, Em? Um, well, in the interest of full disclosure, I did not play much of this game, but I, I think this is telling as to my thoughts on the game. So it probably is not surprising that for purposes of when we receive review codes, and it, it's important to note that this was a review code that was furnished by the publisher or the developer. I'm not sure whom, but it, it was given to the podcast for review. We do have an account on which we put review games. Now, I believe very strongly that if I'm reviewing a game, I want it to appear on my tag because I'd like people to be able to see the amount of time I put into it or effort or whatever else. Well, there are some games, generally by publishers, sometimes you, where the achievements will only pop on the profile on which the game was downloaded on. For whatever reason, it doesn't pop for not for everybody, but for whatever reason, for some people will not pop on their tags if they don't have ownership of the game. I have never encountered this problem before until where the bees make honey. So I popped the first achievement, but it did not pop on my tag. I tried to restart it still would not pop on my tag. So that was strike one. Strike two is it's listed as a puzzle game, and it had a distinct walking sim vibe, as we talked about at the beginning. And I'm pretty sure I'm camp anti-walking sim the further and further I get into them. So I was strike two. And then the game does not have any kind of button mapping. Now, I know you guys talked about controls in some later sections. I did not get up to them. But as someone who typically inverts my axis on my controllers, it is unforgivable that I can't make up, go down, and down, go up. Now, as Kush pointed out very helpfully, you can change that setting locally on your Xbox. The problem is that it kind of screws up some things. So like in a game like Sunset Overdrive, if you change that setting, it also inverts the settings when you're trying to pick weapons from the radial dial. So it just makes more sense to change it in the game itself. So that was strike three and I was done. I didn't get very far. And so hearing your commentary, actually, I do want to try to push a little further through it. But when right off the top, there are all these things that are setting up very clear signs that maybe this game just isn't going to work out for me. <laughs> I kind of just left it there. So I, I, again, full disclosure, only played up through the second achievement you can get in the game. So when the game starts, there's a, a woman in a cubicle sort of situation and I don't know if this is ever explained any further. You guys can talk about it. But she kind of makes reference to like working in the hive. So the game doesn't have anything to do with bees, literally. But I, I think that might be what they were going for. Is this, you know, you're kind of like a worker bee. Um, you start in this office. She's kind of complaining about what's going on. And then after that, you're able to walk up some stairs to the fourth floor of this facility. And so you get one achievement for the first stuff that you go through. The second achievement, which is missable... You have to just walk straight forward and a tree blocks your path and an achievement pops there. So if you go to the left instead, you won't get that achievement. That's as far as I got when I was like, I, I just can't. So that was my experience. Speaking of uh, putting it on your tag and seeing how long you've been playing it. Um, I'm, I'm looking right now at, at my timestamps and yes, I was following uh, the walkthrough, uh, but, and so it, it can actually be finished quicker if you're better if you're a better bunny than me uh, or a better <laughs> rc driver uh, but um uh, one playthrough uh took me right at an hour and so okay. uh 
one thing you should know about this game is that you will require two playthroughs. Uh, so you're probably looking at a, like a two hour experience, um, roughly with a guide, uh, give or take a few minutes for uh, efficiency purposes. Mm -hmm. um, if you played this without a guide, though, I actually don't think you would be that much longer. It's pretty linear. Yeah, there's no real way to not get stuff. And if you're not following the guide, the only missable one is um, right at the very beginning. So, the generator. Yeah, the generator. Um, so I should probably say I was not intending to play this game. <laughs> I, I actually went in and I downloaded a different game for review. And I saw that <laughs> this game had been updated. I knew that M had issues. And I was like, well, let me just see if an achievement's going <laughs> to pop. And I started playing it, and I did not put the game down. Um, part of that was because I didn't want to have to start it up again. Um, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I mean, this game I, I played straight through. And what I would recommend, um, I find it weird to say that for for your enjoyment of this game, I would recommend that you don't follow Sasha's guide exactly at the very end. It, it was Sasha, right? Sasha Morning. Okay, um, so. In his guide, he tells you at the very end to make one of two choices. And he tells you in the order that's going to leave the worst taste in your mouth um, with this game possible. I would recommend flipping the order of those because then you'll get the less annoying, more rewarding uh, ending. Uh, and that's all I want to say about that. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to refrain from giving it a review because I honestly don't feel like I played far enough to fairly review the game. But given your experiences, how many honeycombs out of five would you give it? Corey, what do you think? Um, I might have to go with a half rating here and do a 1.5. I, right. I really am. Um, I, I like to be a little bit more lenient, especially when I know it's real indie. But uh, I'm, tr I'm trying to think of worse games. And the only other one that comes to mind is uh, Soda Drinker Pro. <laughs> oh my gosh! Ouch! Wow! Yeah. I would, what about you, Kush? Where Where do you fall? Uh, I I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Whoa! Uh, be, Whoa. Yeah, because because while it's not great and it hurts, it's over quickly. Um, <laughs> so they're at least. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that that is a saving grace. It, it's yes. over quickly, and and as is from my experience, uh, there's no issues with achievements. Yeah, all, I didn't have any problem with achievements popping. Um, I'm just I'm pulling up my achievements right here to get the the timestamps on them. Um, I got it done. I'm gonna say in an hour and a half. Um, yeah, and I I did switch to the guide maybe halfway through or most of the way through uh the first playthrough um so i'm just a better bunny i guess is, is what that's saying and, and i'm a better bunny you're a better rc car so there you go I, I did have one trouble there's like four very very light puzzles uh, i got stuck on one of them um uh, if, if you played the gardens between i kind of think of the puzzles like that uh, although you're not progressing along a map that rotates the puzzle, you just rotate it yourself using uh, the bumpers. But uh, the puzzles in and of themselves are, are very basic. That's what I thought the game was going to be. I thought it was going to be those puzzles. and I thought it was going to be gardens in between. Um, if you could pick one of the two main styles, the the um, stroll plane 
or the um, the Gardens Between type puzzle? Which would you have preferred this game stick to? The Gardens Between, hands down. Okay. Yeah, and I, I don't even have to ask M because she almost vomits now when you say stroll plane or yeah, walking sim. I'm getting so. to that point. That's why I need yeah. TA to be clear about when a game is a walking sim because I'm tired of getting <laughs> fooled. Come on, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this one should be you know walking sim, uh, hopping sim, uh, vehicular combat. I mean, this is this says everything in the kitchen sink uh, in it. And it's a it is a small development. It might be even one person because I feel like it's one name presents where the the bees make honey. So it's does it look or sound nice or any any? Well, Kush commented it's, uh, on music. Xbox One think, X enhanced. I think you might like the music. Um, yeah. it, it says enhanced, but to me, it's it's as enhanced as North. <laughs> I I think you hit the nail on the head. It, it has the distinct vibe of being like a a college thesis project for a video game curriculum like where there's and based on kush's description like there's kernels of good ideas in there but not the team behind it to really make them you know widely playable and enjoyable by people i think it was kickstarter i think they just need to ask for more money <laughs> at the end they did have a backer section and come on guys just give give a couple bucks more um i actually have a friend on my friend feed that just completed this game his name is irish warrior 022 he rated it a 0.5 out of 5 and he wrote wtf did i just play it's amazing some of the craziness we play for achievements so that harkens back to the beginning of the episode <laughs> This is interesting. I, I realized I gave it two stars, so my my appreciation for the game has has increased working. exactly. Um, exactly. He also Cut says thank you THL for the guide. I just figured out that means uh, the hidden levels. Have you heard of these uh, YouTube peoples? I think I have actually. So there is a hundred percent achievement video guide. If you'd prefer video guide over uh, Sasha's uh, written guide, and it's uh, less than half an hour. He said uh, they cut out the cutscenes in the video. Okay, yeah, it, that that makes sense. Uh, I, I prefer written guides, and Sasha's is quick and to the point. And he tells you exactly what to do. It's perfect. I'm me. scrolling through. It looks pretty nice to me. The game. Yeah, compared to what I envisioned in my head. You should have saw Corey's face. He was stunned in disbelief. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I just uh, assume I mean, all indie games are all pixelated. It was, only, uh, it was all downhill for me when I figured out you weren't actually a bee pollinating flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Rightfully so. Um, yeah. So Michelle, how many honeycombs did you give it? I'm I'm gonna refrain from reviewing. I honestly don't feel like I Not played fair. enough of the game to give it a fair review. That's so fair. So I'm yeah, I, I don't want to go about that. But you said you're tempted. <laughs> Well, tempted to go back and I want to play it. I mean, it's it's a half hour, hour like this is back to the whole discussion, which is why it was such a great question that was asked. Um, you know, I have to determine from my little bit of gameplay if I feel like it's worth the hour just to get the achievements out of it. But I am intrigued by whether or not I'm a better bunny or RC car than either of you. <laughs> so that might be enough. Well, <clears throat> after listening to you guys, I feel it. And this goes against what I said before, but I think this is one game I might have to play just because how bad it is. And, you know, I have to be the best vanilla bunny. I can't uh. let that go. <laughs> but... 
let's get out of here. Holy crap, we've been over oh. two hours. We actually have one more quick thing okay. that we should have discussed during sales. Oh boy, have at it. Um, yeah, so for those of you who have been around the Discord, we've been sort of discussing doing kind of like a game club. So the idea being that we will pick a game and we'll try to give everyone stopping points so that every week we can come together on the show and discuss the game up to that point and discuss the achievements and story and so on and so forth. And it's hard to pick a game for all sorts of reasons. Well, one game that was suggested this week by Waka Pale is Soma. Soma is available this week for $11.99 instead of its typical price of $29.99. Nice. I haven't so. played it yet. I feel many people in our community haven't played it yet because it's relatively high priced just to begin with. The game has a 4.2 rating on TA. That's... <laughs> really good good Uh, it's an action adventure game it is eight to ten hours in terms of completion estimate although the walkthrough says it could be a little less that said there is a walkthrough on the game all of the achievements except for one so there are ten achievements nine of the ten are story there's one missable but there are good checkpoints so it's easy to pick up that missable and waka said it's hard to miss the missable anyways also the walkthrough is organized by chapters so we're thinking this might be a good game to kind of pilot this game club idea. So before we fully commit, the game is on sale over the next week. So we'll bring it up in the Discord. We'll see who's interested in buying it and playing it along. And if enough of the community is interested, we'll uh, use Soma as our first game club game. And we'll figure out more of the details and distribute that via the Discord and also through the show next week. Yeah, Waka, when we first discussed this uh, amongst the staff, uh, Waka had said Soma. And I said, "Oh, it's thirty bucks." And he said, "This game is worth thirty bucks." So, for twelve, I think we should, for him, all pick it up and play it. He's been yeah, singing I mean, the praises. I plan to. I won't be. I mean, even if if uh, you know a few of us. So I think Carpe Adam has been in the in the Discord saying he's interested in the game now. So even if it's a small collection of us and we kind of see how this works. I'm on board with this idea, and uh, I'm sure Waka will replay the game so that he can uh, work on through it with us and discuss the game's higher points. And obviously, we're no strangers to cre- to creating more rooms in the Discord, so we have space <laughs> for that discussion, too. You get yeah, he- a room, and you get a room. Every game gets <laughs> a room. He can sign in Foof and um, play for him so Foof can get some achievements in April. Thanks, Waka. <laughs> All right, that was it. That was my last little piece. All right. So the past few weeks, some of you have felt a little cheated that you've had a short show. Well, you got your money's worth out of this one. Wherever you're listening, we've got other places you can listen to the show for. We're on Lipsyn, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening to us. Like and review us, please. And don't forget, smash that subscribe button. No more MySpace because they lost all of our uh, audio. Darn it, MySpace. Unbelievable. You deserve a fail. <laughs> if you want to send us a Twitter tweet, you can tweet the show at Achievements101. Our mixer is mixer.com slash age101. And the Discord, which we've mentioned multiple times, but in case you somehow missed it, it is discord.io slash age101. All right, guys, class is missed. See you next week. Bye, Teach. Oot. Hello, everybody. I am Big L, and I am here with Kush Moose. Hello. And we are here to review Yonder, the Cloud Catcher Chronicles. 
Say that three times fast. You're supposed to say that three times fast. Three times fast. There you go. It is published by Merge Games and developed by Prideful Sloth. Not to be confused with the Sloth from Ice Age. Very good movie. It retails for $29.99. And it is a Play Anywhere title, which means you can play it on the go. And it is Xbox One enhanced for those shiny new 4K TVs and Xbox One X's. It is a management title, which means you have a lot of, um, I guess, inventory things to do. What would you say? Yeah, I don't know if I would call it so much management. It's definitely an aspect of it. Um, but and maybe part of my problem there is uh, I don't think of myself as a guy that likes a management game <laughs> because that sounds like work. Um, and actually, it's listed as adventure slash management on True Achievements. And I think that's pretty fitting. Um, for me, the game is, I want to say, like 80% adventure. Um you're running around, you know, you're exploring, you're starting quests, you're completing quests. And then, yeah, there's about 20% management. And unfortunately, a lot of that is your inventory. Um, at first, it seems like you've got this unlimited bag space, this, uh, you know, huge bag of holding. Um, and then all of a sudden, you're out in the field, you're far away from your farm and your inventory uh, and all of a sudden, you can't pick up anything else because your bag is full. And you have to start dropping stuff. And then you have to start mm-hmm. making some hard choices. <laughs> you know, what do I really like? Do I like this flower? Or do I like that fish? I don't know. <laughs> so you have to make some hard choices in life. What are you going to drop? What are you going to have to collect again later in life? Um, got to drop those and, rocks, Koosh. Got to drop, yeah, drop some rocks. Rocks and, and limbs, man, they're everywhere. You can get those easy. That's not a problem. Um, and then the other management that you have to worry about is crafting. Uh, you know, is that something we like? I, I'm not a huge fan of crafting. That's one of the things I don't like about Minecraft and maybe Terraria. It's what kind of what keeps me from jumping into those games is the crafting. And that is part of the 20% of this game. I, th- I think is the management. Um, that's just a quick intro into sort of my thoughts on the game. What about you? Well, right off the bat, the first thing I real I noticed uh, on the main menu, there's a nice song with a lovely lady singing. And you start the game up, and it is just gorgeous, I have to say. Now, it's hard not to compare this game to Minecraft, but they look worlds apart. Minecraft is very blocky, and of course it's intentional, but Yonder is just gorgeous. And... I have uh, my um, surround sound speakers on, uh, next to my couch. So usually I'm sitting on one side or the other, and uh, the sound is just great. You can hear the rain clear as can be. Um, you can hear cats meowing, which is actually, I believe, uh, a collectible. The cats are collectibles. You find yes. them <laughs> walking around. It's a great feature <laughs> for finding the cats. <laughs> yes, you hear meow. And there's other animals, which are basically just uh, different types of animals put together. And uh, there's the farms that you build, 
and you have to lure the animals to the farms to collect them and then they'll produce milk for you and stuff like that um as far as the quests go i don't know about you but like there's just so many i did you start off with the, there's a main quest that you can follow but then there's a lot of npcs that'll give you stuff to fetch or there's bridges to build and you need to find the materials for them luckily they must have known i was reviewing it because there's a compass in the game so because <laughs> i am known for getting lost all the time um you hit up on the d-pad and you see the compass or you can hit down on the d-pad and see the map now i did actually have some issues with the map because they don't take into account really the the hills so you think you're going the right way but you'll get stopped and there's a big mountain you have to find your way up and down and stuff like that so that was a little tough for me did you have yeah, trouble with the map yeah i actually didn't know there was a map uh until you had mentioned it at one point i was like there's a map yeah i accidentally I think, found it myself I, I might have accidentally found it at one point and i because i do remember there being a map but i would i couldn't for the life of me figure out how to get back to it and even though it's as simple as pushing down on the d-pad maybe because i was looking into menus and i wasn't mm -hmm. thinking to push down but yeah so that wasn't very obvious to me and it probably should have been but the map is useful especially when you're running around the island and you're trying to complete all these and you're not quite sure where you are or um you know how everything's kind of stitched together um so so that map actually is pretty useful for figuring stuff out and actually as i was completing the quest i would i got to this one point where i was like geez um you know there's this mechanic which is the mist uh on the island which you can dispel by collecting a certain number of these uh fairies or shinies i forget what they call them sprites um, sprites thank you <laughs> shiny fairies <laughs> otherwise known as sprites so yeah so when you get enough sprites mm -hmm. um you can dispel uh various the know, merc. Um, yeah, uh, the, they're called. Mm -hmm. I think it's called merc, right? Yes, merc. Yeah. So there's different level merc, and it requires different um, sprites, and you know, a number of sprites to be able to open or dispel that merc. Um, and what I was finding was, you know, the numbers were going up as I was exploring, and then eventually I got back to an area and it was like five, three, and it was going down, and I was like, what? What is going mm -hmm. on here? Like, obviously, I did not go the way they intended me to. Um, because one of the things that happens with me is that I'll play a game and I'll get distracted. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll be doing the main course or the main quest line. And then, yeah, you run along and you see all these, you know, quest givers and you start doing all these quests. And then I forget what the thing I was supposed to be doing was. And now I've got 17 quests that I've, you know, I'm 10% along on each of them. Uh, and I, I go to get the one thing for this guy. And then while I'm there, oh, there's a new flower. Oh, there's a new guy. Oh, I'll go do that quest. And so I never actually get around to doing the quest that I'm supposed to be on. Um, and, you know, that is kind of the joy of this game, too. I mean, it's my weakness that I, I just get distracted and go off on all these different quests. I know. But, the, but the, joy of the, game, the joy of the game is that there's a lot of exploration. There's a lot of things you can be doing at any point in time. So I, I do like the game for that reason. That it has this uh, this exploring mechanic to it, and you mentioned Minecraft. You know, right right off when you start, you were comparing it to Minecraft. For me, it was a different game. Um, right. The second I started, and you're probably you know 
you just didn't mention it, but I'm sure it's the same thing for you. Uh, like Wind Waker or Zelda. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. you just started and immediately you're thinking, oh, geez, you know, I'm jumping off a cliff. I'm using my umbrella to hover. Well, that's just like Link when he grabs mm-hmm. a chicken and I'm using the chicken and I'm floating down. And so, I mean, just those comparisons are just natural and they're, they're just going to happen. It's also uh, very this, colorful like Wind Waker. Yes. Yes. I mean, the game is, is very pretty and it's it's not a hyper realistic pretty it's a it's definitely like a wind waker type um art style and but it is a pretty game and it's not complex there is no combat um so that's that's where the comparisons to zelda end immediately there's no combat whatsoever <laughs> nope. this is all about uh quests and setting up farms and you had mentioned um other animals and the, i think the purpose of those animals yeah, you can get things from them, but um, you really want to set up the farms around the world so that it's easier to capture all the animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one of the achievements is is basically uh, making every single animal a pet. Um, and the way you do that is by taking them back to your farm, building a little enclosure for them, uh, and then attracting them to your farm with the item that they prefer. So it could be a flower, it could be... Um, I think for the most part it's like flowers or food items uh, that will attract these animals back to the various farms. And then that's how they become your pet. Uh, and you kind of work towards that achievement. Right. Now, even though there's no combat, there's still plenty to do. Uh, and you can't also cannot die in the game. However, you can fall into the river and drown, but then you just start right where you, where you were. Much like Zelda, there's a lot of treasures you can find. And oftentimes you will find uh, paint. And another thing about this game is highly customizable. So you can change your hair color. So say you find uh, cyan paint. Was it paint? Uh, Shampoo. Oh, yes, it was shampoo. Yes. And then you can color your hair that color. Now, unfortunately, this is the type of stuff that takes up room in your inventory. So... You could either trade it, which is the other big part of this game is trading. So say you find rocks. Those are worth one value. And you go to the trader and you want something like glue that costs 20. So you can trade any number of things that add up to 20. So 20 rocks or five ones, a five and a 10. And that's a big part of the game is just collecting different things and trading and fetching and that type of stuff yeah there's definitely a market system to the game like they tell you i think pretty early on in one of the first areas or so saying that you know this area likes baked goods or this Mm -hmm. care this area is really looking for clothing so if you if you want to make i guess the most of your inventory system what you'll do is you'll collect high value items from all the areas knowing that you can then trade those items to other areas and not have to carry around bags full of rocks. For me, one of the easiest decisions out in the field when your bag is full is dropping a shampoo, Mm -hmm. especially after you've uh, gotten the achievement for, uh, I think, dyeing your hair 10 times um, or changing your hair color with with the shampoo 10 times. Once you do that, you immediately drop the shampoos. Um, It doesn't seem like those chests are instanced, um, meaning that, like, this one always has this item. It seems like when you go there, you'll get kind of a random item. Some of them are, um, you know, there will be a, a, a sprite in this chest or in this chest or behind this Merc. Uh, there will be a sprite. But yeah, 
it, I didn't know going in that there was going to be so much of a trade system to it. And that's one of the things that does not excite me about the game. Um, but the exploration, I feel, makes up for it. And the fact that, yeah, this is a Play Anywhere title. This is a game that I can take with me and I can play somewhere. This is a game where if my daughter's home, I'm not killing demons. I'm running around a field and she comes over and she wants to play and she wants to dress her. So now she takes off my <laughs> my demon horns and my wings and she puts on an umbrella and a silly hat uh, and makes everything pink. Uh, and and then, then we both have fun. Um, so the game is is definitely great for that. But yeah, I did not know going in that there was going to be a market aspect to it. Well, that's the fun of reviewing new games. You get to learn a lot. Um, the platforming was another thing that wasn't so great. So if you spot a treasure chest up the mountain and you start jumping, if you're really close to the next jump, you'll actually like bounce off the mountain and go backwards. Did you find that too? Oh, the jumping was so bad. Oh, like, uh, um, yeah. If you, yeah, if you're trying to climb, if you're trying to jump and platform up, forget about it. Like... It's the game is not designed that way. Um, you're not supposed to go there. Uh, there's a there's a kitten that is up up above where I can get, and I swear I have to platform to get there. But clearly, that is not how I'm supposed to get that kitten. Because yeah, because if you're facing something and there's a little like two inch increase in height, and you're facing right into it, you're gonna jump backwards. <laughs> like you go up to it, mm -hmm. I'm just I'm clearly I'm just gonna jump straight up. Nope, you launch yourself backwards into the water. Invariably, there's always water behind me when I try to jump forward while climbing a cliff. Um, so that was one of the, the biggest frustrations that I definitely had with the game. Um, do, should we move into uh, criticism or negative, negative things at this point? Well, I don't have much negative to say, to be honest. Just the jumping, and I guess with this type of game comes just, I guess, repetitive type of gameplay and fetch quests. Um, one other thing that was a little bit annoying, I remember asking you, is there a way to fast travel? And then you're like, yeah, dummy, you can, <laughs> there's these statues, they're right on the map. Then I'm like, oh, that's what that is. So <laughs> then I figured out that you can fast travel, but you still have to do a bit of traveling to get to the fast travel spots. I wish you could just do uh, select spots from the map itself. Yeah, that, that definitely would be a nice quality of life improvement. Um, you're always you're gonna be running places, um, but yeah, for those really long distance um, travels where I've got this item now, I have to go back and deliver it to this person. You know, maybe fast travel points are the way to go, but I'll be darned if I can remember which one goes where, um, and the map doesn't really seem to help exactly. you either. So, um, so good luck with that. And I yeah, think, they're I not think named. There are, uh, yeah, I think there are guides that would help, um, maybe. But I mean, really, the game I think is about exploration. So. Maybe just enjoy your time. No, this is not going to be a fast game. Uh, unless you've got a guide that I'm not aware of, um, there is going to be exploration and there is going to be a grind to it. There's no there's no, you know, A to B cookie cutter. This is the fastest way to complete this game. There are guides out there that tell you locations of all the cats, locations of all the constellations, location of, of this collectible. Um, this game is supposed to be enjoyed. I don't think you're... They didn't intend for you to fly through it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, going into the things that I sort of have or consider to be things that could be improved in this game. Um, definitely the jumping. Um, another quality of life improvement that this game 
if they had implemented it, it would just make it so much more pleasurable, would be context-sensitive action buttons. So, you know, we've compared it to Zelda. Zelda does a great job with this. When you run up to a particular action point, the context button of A or B or whatever it is changes. Like, oh, here, use, mm. use this torch, use this ladder, use this whatever. If when I'm out in the field, I have to switch to the scythe to, to clear out grass. Mm-hmm. If I run up to a tree, I have to manually switch to the axe mm-hmm. to chop this thing down. If I, you know, a rock, I have to switch to the mallet. hammer, yep. the mallet. Yeah, I got the fishing rod, the, the this, that, and the other. And mm-hmm. like, why do I have to do that? You know, you don't really put these two things together. You know, there's no grass right next to a rock. You just make it, just let me do it. Just let me run up to it and get it. Once I have the item, make that action available. And that would just make the game so much more pleasurable. I don't have to run and hit the shoulder buttons to find the thing that I'm looking for. Um, yeah, I was kind of hoping for a mount. Right <laughs> to go back to that WoW or the World of Warcraft uh, model, I would love like to have a, a mount. Exactly, a horse. Any pona? <laughs> just yeah, exactly. I could whistle, <laughs> and this magical horse creature would run over, and I could ride it. Um, and I could feed it milk. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there's not that many things that I don't like about the game. The crafting system isn't really for me, but that's that's probably gonna be like the last achievement that I'd go for. Right, making you know, getting all of the the master stuff. And it really wasn't that bad. Um, when I went for the, uh, I want to say the carpenter, um, profession, that's one of the things we may not have mentioned specifically. There are about, I'm going to say eight professions, mm-hmm. six, six to eight professions, cooking, um, carpentry, masonry, um, and, uh, you know, clothing. And, and so basically you'll run into these masters and they'll start you down this path. And then you have to basically, create items worth a thousand um credits and once you do that you've become a master in that profession uh and it seems like it's gonna take a long time but i actually was done uh the the carpentry before i was really you know trying um i i started to grind it and then i was done and i was like oh okay well maybe this isn't so bad and then, then i think there is one master craft that I'm not quite sure how you get that. I think it's just by getting all of the other professions done. We should start talking about achievements. Yeah, let's do that. Now, this game, as it stands right now, has 316 gamers with 26 people completed, so it is definitely completable. It's got 2100 TA. I managed to obtain 14 of the game's 38 achievements. I probably played somewhere in the neighborhood of 6 to 8 hours. Looks like you got 20. I have 20, and I would say that I must be on like the 8 to 10. Maybe 6 to 8. And um, in full disclosure, I did not look at the list before I started playing, which is something I like to do for stuff like this. So I could just try to enjoy the game for what it is. And I didn't think anything was too missable. So I just played. Uh, you come across some fun stuff. Naturally. You, know, you plant your first tree. You get all the tools. You join a guild. You open a certain amount of treasure chests. Uh, there was a fun one for jumping off a cliff. Uh, and glide with your umbrella open for 15 seconds. Did you get that one easily, or did you have to search for a while? Well, as it turns out, my son got that achievement. (laughs) (laughs) 
and he's like what is this achievement called and I'm like oh I guess you've never seen Mary Poppins it's called <laughs> <laughs> it's called supercalifragilisticexpialidocious so well I guess I'm going to have to put on Mary Poppins at some point <laughs> so that was the other thing I was going to get to is that my son who's 8 years old loves this game and I primarily played it with him so this game is for adults and kids alike do you have anything to say about your experience with the achievements? Yeah, I, I went in the same way you did. Um, I I like to start a game um, not knowing too much about the achievements uh, unless they are missable. Um, so that that's mm-hmm. a hard that's a hard line to toe. Like, how do you know what to do? But this one, I figured there can't be missables, right? It doesn't just doesn't seem like it. So I just kind of went in, wanted to experience at least the first couple hours without kind of knowing what to do. I think that makes for an interesting experience because it really is about exploration. Um, I didn't really have much trouble. I was thinking, okay, well, this is probably an achievement. Let me go do this. And, oh, here are these collectibles. I'm sure that's going to work out to something. Uh, But then after my first few hours, I did take a look at the list and Mm -hmm. then started, you know, kind of targeting my gameplay towards uh, being a little bit more efficient. Um, Yeah, do you like to play with my daughter? But for the most part, um, we would be playing on the weekends and we try to schedule more family stuff. Um, so she might come in uh, and see me playing a little bit and then we'll play for 10 or 15 minutes and then she's ready to go move to the next thing. But it definitely, if, if you have that time to play, this is a great game uh, for an adult and a child to play at the same time. Absolutely. The kids love cats, kids love fish, and kids love shampoo. I was going to say that the fishing mini game is doable. It's like it's not a complicated fishing game. So like even my five year old uh, could could maybe catch a small fish. The bigger fish, I think, take a little bit more patience, uh, but she could definitely catch a small fish if, if I taught her to do it. Yeah, you don't have to. Um, there's no mechanic where you have to time anything. Just if the arrow goes down, you hit down on the D-pad. And if it says left, you hit left. So you just follow the direction on the champ on the on the, sh- <laughs> on the fishing line. What I was trying to say before is that I wish I had known about the achievement for swapping shampoo 10 times because well, <laughs> I wound up putting all my shampoo in the uh, inventory crate, uh, the big chest in, in the farm. So I'll have to go back and get them all. Yeah, it's a pretty simple matter. I think from your inventory, you can just use them and they'll change your character's hair color. Now, it, you know, if your son likes to style the character maybe you want to hold on to him for a little bit but after i did the achievement and i found a, a decent hair color i was okay with i just started throwing them away because uh, i'd find them in the field and they'd just be taking up valuable uh, rock space <laughs> exactly well overall i would say that i enjoyed yonder quite a bit um at 30 dollars, i would say it's pretty fair um being that Minecraft is 20 though. You might want to wait for Yonder to go down just a little bit first. But there's definitely a lot of gameplay there. It's not a quick game. So you definitely get your money's worth. You could have some quality time as a family with this one. There's uh, no dangerous things in this game to be had. Um, The game maybe could have used some voiceovers also. Whenever you talk to a character, they just kind of go, "Mm, kind of give you that little... (laughs) little grunts like that but uh different array of characters to talk to 
I had a good time overall. Yeah, I'd agree. I think the price is a little high uh, right now uh, for what it is and for the amount of playability that's in there. Uh, as an achievement hunter, I wouldn't be paying $30 uh, just for these, uh, you know, for this 1K. Mm-hmm. But as an experience with my daughter, as the ability to just kind of relax or to, to be able to play this game uh, anywhere on the PC, um, when it hits a, a certain price, yeah, I think this, this is a good buy. And uh, for someone who's not in Tennessee and just likes to get a 1K in an hour or two, um, <laughs> the, this game is not for that person. Uh, this game is for someone who wants to take a little bit more time with their game and isn't, isn't rushing so much. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Yonder the Cloudcatcher Chronicles Review. Have a good one. Server closures. Server closures suck, and one of the latest victims is the culling. It has already been removed from the Microsoft Store, so if you haven't picked it up, you're out of luck. The microtransactions have been disabled as well, and there are no in-game rewards, meaning your cosmetic options is very limited, and most free-to-play players run around in their underwear. The online servers will close on the 15th of May, and since I, Wakapale, found PUBG and Realm Royale so enjoyable, I wanted to take a stab at the first standalone Battle Royale ever released. The Culling is a 16-player first-person battle royale with a focus on melee combat, traps and bows. There are guns, but they are very rare, have limited ammo and are difficult to use. Since there are only 16 contestants in a match, the map is naturally smaller than the newer battle royales, and instead of dropping from the sky, you're randomly released in fixed pods at the beginning of every match. There is always a timer on your screen counting down from 25 minutes and at the 10 minute mark poisonous gas begins shrinking the playable area until only the center arena is survivable. Matches usually only last a bit more than 15 minutes as the end game gets very cramped. While there are bots to fill up the play account, I've never seen a match begin with less than 11 human players in the queue. There are two online game modes, solo and duos. There are three regional servers, Europe, US West and US East, which can easily be changed in the options, which takes around 10 seconds to switch between. While the American servers usually have a decent playbase during European evenings, the European server is usually not as active. Unfortunately, the playbase seems to have gone down recently after the influx of new players following the shutdown announcement. At release, the culling was moderately successful, but it was quickly surpassed by PUBG and ended up a free-to-play title after the player base plummeted. I'm not surprised going free-to-play was not very profitable, as the monetization depended on people buying cosmetics, all of which look awful. The visuals themselves are not bad on a technical level, but the game's art direction is deliberately ugly and unappealing. Everything looks grimy, bloody and or rusty, and the play models look like they have taken a run through a burning building, covering themselves with soot. All the buildings are dilapidated and in ruins and look like they've been abandoned for years, and every metal surface looks more like a tetanus promise than a tetanus hazard. The game's dark sense of humor is hit or miss, but the commentator has plenty of things to say, even if some of it repeats more than you'd like. 
Long-time players also felt each update actually made the game worse until the developers reversed the game to the design it used while it was in early access. The culling is without a doubt the least enjoyable battle royale I've played, but it is not without merit. The biggest issue the game has is its steep learning curve, no doubt scaring off a huge chunk of the players. The rock-paper-scissors-like combat with hits, blocks and shoves can be difficult to get a grip on, but to add further complexity there are ranged weapons, grenades, crafting, status effects, throwing your weapons, traps and stamina management to figure out. Killing someone by throwing a bandage at them is one of the weirdest and most satisfying ways I've gotten a kill in a battle royale. New players rarely stand a chance against experienced ones. I've often seen good players fend off 2-3 attackers successfully at one time, a feat new players is very unlikely to manage. This makes winning a game very difficult as there is always at least one of the best players around for the end of the match. Currently there are many players teaming up in solo as well as duo matches making it extra difficult to remain alive. As with other battle royale games I've played, environmental awareness and sound is very important. Unfortunately, or fortunately depending if you take advantage of it or not, there's a perk in the game that makes you able to move around barely making a sound. This chat is location based making it possible for you to hear other players talking if they are close to you and not in a party chat. This is incredibly useful as it is very easy to hear other contestants and sneak up on them from behind to plant your weapon in the back of their skull for massive damage. The Culling's poor first impressions have likely made many quit the game early without learning the basics. This has inflated the game's achievements and it is currently worth 1000 gamer score and over 4000 TA. The achievements are way easier than their ratios suggest. Unfortunately it has a time consuming achievement for staying alive 20 hours in online games. Since a match is usually over in between 15 to 20 minutes this will take you a long time to complete. I personally had 64% progress towards the 20 hours after getting my 100th kill, which was my second to last achievement. It will probably take you around 30 hours for that achievement alone because of load times and matchmaking. There is a customization system for bonuses which allows you to pick 3 perks. I found 2 of them essential with the third one being not as important. Stealthy makes you almost noiseless and Leg Day gives you 10% extra movement speed which is very useful for closing the distance to your opponents or just run away. If you're just trying to stay alive I recommend Inhuman as well which means you can't be tracked by the man tracker, a very useful device you can use to find the nearest opponent. There are also two offline achievements that might cause you problems, but you will still be able to do them after the server shuts down. As with the other achievements, these are easier than the ratios suggest, but they can still be a pain as both of them require you to stay alive for more than half an hour against waves of bots. The key to winning these offline challenges is to always back away from the bots unless you attack, as well as learning basic crafting to make bandages and snare traps. You should also attempt to sell off items the bots drop, or your frame rate might suffer in the later waves due to excessive amounts of stuff on screen. Performance is usually good, besides some weird graphical glitches. The most annoying one being not being able to see the scoreboards. This glitch happened way more frequently than it should and left me clueless to how many players were left in the game. 
I experienced a few lag spikes playing on the American servers, but never got disconnected from a single match with almost 15 hours in online matches. It would be relatively easy to boost if you can get enough players, but I'd recommend against it. You might want to boost the 5 kills in a match, as well as the single win in solo and duo, but I frequently won the matches as I approached my 100 kills, and the big pain will be the 20 hours alive anyway. In fact, I wrote most of this review on top of various toilets hiding in bathroom stalls in-game, since no one ever checks them after realizing they are a complete waste of space, except if you want to idle time in online matches. Should you chase the culling server shutdown? If you haven't started it yet, I'd say no. There are better battle royale games out there. It is not a bad game, and I'm sure some will miss it once it's gone. But you'll have to put in between 5 to 10 hours to even stand a chance against the current players. Oh, and I almost forgot to mention, I'm not sure if I just had really bad luck, but I found the Culling's player base unusually toxic and very bad sports. I've rarely gotten so many hateful and unpleasant remarks and messages while playing in an online game, and while matchmaking duos, around half of my teammates attempted to murder me. Sometimes immediately, other times after we had roamed the map for minutes together. Getting screamed at after killing them, I can understand. Sending messages way after the match just stating I'm trash seems excessive. While boasting is possible, it doesn't make much sense if you're going for the completion, as you will have to remain alive for 20 hours anyway. Getting the online achievements will likely take around 30 hours, and then you have the boring offline achievements to go, which can technically be done in less than 2 hours, but will likely take you a bit longer than that. If you are not a completionist, The Culling is not a bad game and a unique experience, just be prepared that you will be wrecked for a few matches before you learn how to defend yourself. Have a nice day everyone! Server closures. Shurshurs. 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 Curling shurshurs. Server closures. Server closures. Alright, guys. Class dismissed. See you next week. Hey, Bye, foof. Teach. Oot. Don't stop recording. Foof. Oh, yes. Are you still recording? Yeah, I'm still Go recording. Go get some sun. Hey, what kind of bee makes milk? <laughs> what kind of bee makes milk? This is such a conspiratorial grin. <laughs> I know this is going to come at me, but what? What? A booby. Uh, <laughs> that's for Stu. Oh, boy. Oh, Kenny's, Here's your outtake. Kenny's so stupid. So stupid. <laughs> Kenny's turning red. I'm oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. embarrassed by this. <laughs> All right, Brooke, you had an anniversary. You got to show him at least one. All right. Now, class dismissed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>